This is the Copper Crab Podcast. Oh shit, I'm Cheney Crab. Naveen Copperwise here, coming at you. Today on the podcast, our guest is Amanda July of The Machinist. What up? Yeah. What up? What up? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Oh, uh, you know, just running the theme song. <laughs> you know, we just have to do it, the theme song. So what? what's up, man? How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you guys? What's going on? Not much. It's like... Pretty it, good here. Yeah, we're good. It's like really sunny today here, which I'm imagining that it's different for you in New York right now. Um, It's kind of sunny. It's not like warm or anything. It sucks out, but it's sunny. That's okay. chill. What, what kind of... Uh, temperature are we looking at right now cool. you say like probably like 30 degrees oh fuck nice. that <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> yeah it like, sucks Cheney's from like the coldest place in America by the way yeah I know and then you live like in the city do you live in Queens I know you're from Queens, I do but, okay so, I do so you live like in the middle of a bunch of buildings that are probably b- blocking the wind I mean, yes, but then when you're walking down certain blocks, you'll get, like, wind tunnels. <laughs> so it's, like, you'll, like, get, like, a little bit of, like, salvation, like, walking in between the buildings, and you'll just hit, like, a corner, and it's just, like, wind. <laughs> That's just painful. <laughs> That's yeah, it sucks. rough. Has it, what has it been like living there in the middle of this whole pandemic thing? Um, really weird. I'm, like, not used to... Um, New York being so dead and there being nothing to do it's kind of like insane really but there's it's just been weird that's like the best way I could put it it's weird so uh you lived there your whole life no I'm I've moved around a lot all over like New York State I'm was born in the Bronx and I was raised in Westchester and I moved to the city when I was 19 Uh, oh shit well where's where's Mm -hmm. Westchester it's like 30 minutes north of Queens. So it's just uh. like the county above all the boroughs. Okay, so you didn't like grow up in the city. You grew up kind of in no. the burbs. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So did you like travel to the city a lot in your in your life? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I feel like during like the MySpace era of our lives, I was always like coming into the city to meet like people at shows and like um you know, like pretty much just like go to concerts and stuff. And then I just like fell in love with the city and I was like, I really hate the verbs. I got to get out of here. So that's what I did. That's interesting. Cause dude, I have to be honest just being from, you know, Iowa where I'm from and I'm from the burbs. I just like, there's something about living in a city that just does, it doesn't like jive with me for some reason. Like I, I like living like in the middle of no one. What is it what is it about that that drew you in? Um I guess like they're just being everything everywhere. Like all the time. Everything like, everywhere yeah, all, the, all time. the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For everything. sure. I, I, like, I, yeah, I'm kind of similar to like your story. I lived an hour and a half away from San Francisco where like all the shows and stuff were and I would always go up there and then when I was like 20 I moved to to San Francisco. But Ultimately, I'm more of a chill, a Santa Cruz guy, like uh, just chill by the beach kind of thing, I guess. But 
I don't know. It I've became, never been it's to just... uh, California, so I can't even imagine like. Oh really? Being by the beach and like chilling all the time. <laughs> so you, so you haven't, you haven't. Yeah, that's what we do, man. We just go to the beach and smoke weed and. I just think chill. One, I think once you've had a taste of it, you're like, yeah, this is it's pretty cool because. I get the con- like the conveni- perceived convenience of living in a city, but there's also so many like downsides. So many. You know? dude, I mean, so it's many cool if you don't have a car. Do you own a car? No. Okay, that's it. I don't drive. Yeah, I think if Whoa. you don't drive and you don't own a car, then the city is sick for sure. So, so do you not have a license? I don't. Whoa. So have you guys gone on yeah. tour and you don't drive? I do not drive now. Okay. I'm just the backseat driver. I'm like, slow down, slow down. We're gonna crash. And everyone's like, shut up. You don't even drive. You have like no say in anything, Amanda. Just sit there, <laughs> dude. That's a good way to get out of driving know, on tour, is, though. I should have thought about that one. That Fuck, is, the, is like the pro move. I know. Dude. <laughs> it's but, like, nah. I don't have a license. I actually unintentionally. Can't. If my band watches it, it's completely unintentional. <laughs> she did it on purpose. No. Uh, like, you better get your license. Busted out, dude. I remember uh, actually, like, when I was in Animals as Leaders, um, Tosin was like, Yeah, my license is suspended. So for the first, like, couple tours, he didn't drive, you know? Yeah. And then we, we had, like, a few shows in Canada on a tour. And we were like, Dude, I don't think they have, like, I don't think your license is expired in Canada, bro. Like, and we made him, as soon as we pulled into Canada, we made him drive, really? like, all the time. It's your turn, dude. <laughs> yeah. We were like, they're not going to know your license is suspended here, dude. You're like, you're fucking done. A free ride. Honestly, though, I have it worked out in my band where I've talked everyone into, if I sell merch, then I don't have to drive. So it's like, I'll just sell merch and not hire a merch person just so I don't have to drive because it fucking sucks having to drive it's cool getting to like have a few drinks at the show and and do you know just go to sleep after the show and and having to drive puts a huge damper on the fun of touring so yeah absolutely i would not know what that's like but i'm definitely the one who's like getting hammered and like all right let's pack up and go and you're just like you're so annoying yeah so you've never never driven a car No, I have driven a car, but, um, I got into a really bad accident in high school. Not, I was not driving. I was the passenger, but it was like so serious that it gave me like this, like crazy PTSD. And I tried driving after this accident and I would just like black out and get like really hysterical. So like, I guess I should try doing it now that I'm like 30 years old. And like, did you, uh, I'm like, not like nervous about it as much nervous as I was in the past, but that's like the main issue is that like, I'm really scared of driving. Wow. Okay. That's totally understandable. Did you get hurt? I did. I got, um, so I had like these piercings. So what had happened was, um, a car had stopped short in front of my friend at the time's car. And we crashed into the back of this van. And then the van that was in front of us crashed into the back of a bus filled with children. And it was kind of like a little pile up to like a backwards pile up. And our car caught on fire and my nose rings and my piercings popped the air 
bag and like my face slammed so hard into the dashboard that like this all caught on fire and I had like huge burns and like my lips were swollen and I'm so thankful I don't have any scars from it but it was so traumatizing because <laughs> I was oh just like on god. fire for a second and then I had these burns it was insane <laughs> oh my god holy shit so yeah, did you gnarly. spend time in the hospital because of it I was just in the hospital for like a night not even like overnight just for a few hours because it wasn't like a third degree burn but like it was like like I was on fire so like some of my skin was missing and my face was all swollen and like disformed and um my god yeah I mean it was just like scary because it was like so crazy and like accidental and it wasn't my friend's fault I'm like very fearful of like other drivers like I'm I don't trust anybody like even if I'm in the car with like whoever I'm with I'm always like oh my god like that person's driving like a psycho and everyone's like you need to calm down like they're not gonna hurt us like we're fine so honestly that's one of the reasons why I like to drive a lot is because I don't trust other drivers yeah I mean Mm -hmm. there was a night in particular that Naveen saved us from being hit head-on by a semi on a on a highway I think it was in the middle of Texas like something happened or it might have been a what what was it a van do you want to tell the story I it's feel like, like you remember we more. were on a two-lane road you know where the cars are kind of going like this and then i'm driving and i'm seeing this it was a bit it was either like an rv or a semi or something huge yeah and they're coming down and it's like oh sick those guys are like in our lane you know that's tight and then i don't know why but something just like kicked in in my brain and it was just like we're not gonna we're not gonna die we're not gonna get into an accident right now and i just kept hella cool and just swerved over into the shoulder and they passed and then i got back over so it was like it might have been like he was trying to go around someone or do something kind of stupid but everyone was awake and they were like fucking freaked it was it was horrific it was but, horrifying. I mean, and shit like that. I think ha- I would have fainted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I would have just passed out. Yeah. Well, so is your friend okay? What happened to your friend that was driving? Um, She's fine. Everything was fine. It was just like, um, it was really like me who got like hurt in that accident. I think she might have hurt like her arm or something, but I like, I took like a big fucking blow to my head and I just like couldn't even believe it because I was just like, airbags aren't just supposed to pop <laughs> right. so it just like yeah. popped it bursted and it was completely accident it was just such a big accident it was like accidents on top of accidents in one accident yeah. so yeah. i mean everyone's fine I, I don't know about like anybody else that was involved like in the other cars but i don't think like there was no like deaths i don't think anyone was like severely injured so that's that's positive honestly <laughs> it's amazing that you even still want to tour having been in you know because we we drive more than we play shows that's what touring is about so it's that's amazing that you're like down to get in a van and go do the thing i trust my band they're like really safe and like because they're all aware of like this Mm -hmm. issue that i have they're all very like calm and like they drive carefully and like everyone's just like it they're it's really cool because that they're understanding if they weren't understanding i don't think that i would be as into touring and driving as often as we do totally so yeah have, have you guys done a lot of touring in the machinist i mean you haven't been to california which is fucking crazy i hope you guys do get to come out here and play i hope so as well oh it's, i love <laughs> i love i love the west coast i mean the furthest out west that we've been was like nevada okay, okay. 
And That's pretty cool. So like we That's we sick. went pretty far out, but we just didn't go all the way to Cali. Damn. Right. But you were so close. Um, we haven't really toured that often either. Okay. Yeah. How much did you were did you have anything planned before the pandemic like broke all touring plans down? No, not really touring plans. We had like I think a few shows lined up, and we had to like take our time writing our full length that we're currently recording still. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, that the pandemic allowed us to like have time to write this album. So yeah. that's kind of awesome. That is awesome. But I'm sure that if this didn't happen, you know, we would all be touring and doing awesome things. It just yeah. sucks. <laughs> that's kind of that's like what Chan and I were talking about yesterday. I was kind of like, well, you know, on the, on the bright side, our band has gone through a lot of changes in the last few months and it's kind of cool that we've had the time to sort of experiment with just Chaney and me doing the band and like doing a whole new album and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, cause if we got an offer or something like that, we'd be tempted to take it, but it's like not, it's honestly not really the right time for us to go on tour, you know? Yeah. It just makes more sense to, I think, well for us, it's just worked to be a time to like r- gather ourselves and rework what we want our band to be. And I imagine that that's how a lot of people are are doing it, you know. It, it seems like a lot of people are making music in the break and using it in a in that way, which is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, who? Yeah. Do you feel like you guys, like you probably would would have written something had you not had this not happened? But do you feel like it like allowed you guys to grow in a in a way that you wouldn't have been able to without it, like? as far as writers or as far as taking your time on the album? Um, I guess like it has, I mean, I know that we we've had this, we've had like, like my guitarist has had music written for this album already. It just allowed us to kind of like relax like ourselves. So like if we're all like relaxed and taking time off of everything, cause we all lost our jobs and stuff, which really sucked yeah. bad, but we were all able to like, kind of like, get back down on earth and like figure ourselves out and kind of like work on ourselves. And I think that helped make this album better. Like everything is better because we feel better. We took time off. Everybody took time off to just, you know, just really like focus on themselves. And I think that that helped. I really wish that we were able to tour this past year because I just feel like we're just such a, we're still like in the beginning stages of like, you know, being where we want to be. And we just missed out on like opportunities to like go out there and like meet people and play music. And that, that, that's like the shitty part of everything. Totally. Totally. Um, How how do you, how did you meet your band? Are you guys like all from the same area or? Yeah. um, I met my guitarist at like a party (laughs) like a few years ago, like over 10 years ago. And he was like, I need you to be in my band. And I was just like, Okay, <laughs> sure. That's literally how it happened. He was like DMing me like videos of him playing guitar. He's like, "Yo, what do you think of this?" And I'd be like, "Sick. It's really sick." Like, yeah. and I was just really nonchalant. I was like, "Oh, whatever." I I never thought that this band would be like as serious and as important to me as it is now. So I'm like really grateful for that opportunity. Um, my bass player Toby, we met him at a show. We were actually looking for a bassist, and he like ran up to us after we played a set. I was like, we're looking for a bass player. If you want to play bass for our band, come up to us. Dude, that's like, the way to do to it. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, I want to be in your band. 
can I try out? And we were like, yeah, totally. And since that moment, he was in our band and same thing with our drummer. He was our second drummer and they all like, it was just, it's a perfect fit. Wait, you didn't call out on stage. You weren't like, this drummer fucking sucks. We're looking for a second We're drummer. For a new if anyone yeah. wants to like hit us up after the show. <laughs> Imagine this guitarist. It's his last show as of now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy blows. We're that'd, be, getting... that'd be pretty hard. That'd be pretty hard. That would be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I knew that. So you... What's the name of that venue that we played uh, during Summer Slaughter that you were bartending at? It's uh, um, it's fucking. It's like I've a, I've seen you at uh, Irving Plaza and yeah. Gramercy. Those Gramercy. are both the it's venues Gramercy. I worked at. Wait, no, it was Irving Plaza because you. Oh, you've worked at both of those places. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was at Gramercy at a show. Yeah, you came backstage and hung was, out with though. us at Gramercy, I believe. Right, mm-hmm. Gramercy is the I one that, has, that Gramercy like has a basement, right? Well, mm-hmm. both have a basement, but Gramercy is like you just walk past a curtain. There's like a merch area in the bar area. I'm thinking of the right mm-hmm. place, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so you've bartended at both of those places? Yeah, that was that's I was uh, employed at both of those venues before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So that sucks. So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's, pretty much that's that was a wrap on your job when the venues got shut down. Is that right? Yeah. Whoa. Damn. And it was like, and it's like both of my jobs, like my band being one and then bartending being the other revolved around live music. So I was just like, fuck, like there's nothing I can do. It's not like I work at a pub down the street. Like I worked at a huge music venue and like I toured. So it's just friggin' (laughs) I was like, wow, great. Yeah. So what have you done since your jobs like are, are gone? I haven't really been doing much. It's really hard to find work in New York. Um, and I've just been hanging out at home yeah. and trying to like learn new skills such as like painting. I tried to teach myself how to sing. I uh, bake a lot. I cook oh, a lot. Yeah. I eat a lot. Same. Just, <laughs> yeah. That sounds actually way uh, like a great life. I know. That's like way, (laughs) it's more fun than having to leave and, you know, work. Yeah. I had like a month. It's been sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a month with no work and I was, I was fine with it. I was like, this is awesome. Fuck it. Well, one thing that's cool about it, it's like (laughs) since, you know, people's jobs have been ending or, you know, they just haven't had work and unemployment is a thing. It's like, you can take the time to hone in on things that you actually care about which is cool and getting skills that you actually care about. And baking was a huge thing for me at the beginning of quarantine. I was like learning new recipes all the time, but it's honestly kind of like I've started eating out a lot more than I was at the beginning of quarantine and all of our gyms are closed and everything. So it's like, we're kind of fucked in the, in the like exercise. DoorDash DoorDash is not closed. Yeah. DoorDash isn't closed. So I use it all (laughs) the time. Same here. We had a period in uh, New York where everything was closed for indoor dining. So they had like, it was like Vegas at one point. I don't know how how else to put it. We were able to like walk up to the bars, get cocktails, and then just walk around with them like on the street and just go everywhere. So we were just getting like (laughs) over the summer, we were like, okay, so we're not going to go out and stand around people. We're just going to grab our cocktails. We're going to go for a walk through the park 
and just like get wasted and like we yeah. were just doing that all summer it was pretty sick oh, so, I know, that so is- summer I was that. actually kind of fun basically is what you're saying it was like it wasn't the worst thing it was kind of that exact it was, sounds- it was like shitty at first i uh i didn't leave my apartment for like two and a half months i didn't go outside at all Wow. At all. And the first time I went outside, I like opened my fire escape and I was like, I'm going to sit on the fire escape because that's how much like I trusted being outside. And uh, so it wasn't really like all like awesome in the beginning, but then I just like was getting tested. I hung, I like saw like people that I knew were getting tested as well and were very, very like cautious. And I just had like this group of like five people that I would hang out with. Uh And that kind of helped me keep like sane. Cause not seeing my friends was just like so hard and my family as well sucked, but it was pretty sick though. (laughs) It was a good summer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, honestly, the year for us has been pretty cool too, but yeah, I mean, I I don't want to like be like, I know that we're lucky, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be like, fuck yeah, we're having the best year ever because we like don't have any, there's nothing going on. So all you can do is kind of sit around and write music and shit. And well, for beer. me, it's, yeah, and drink beer. So I'm having a really good year, but I also recognize at the same time that a lot of people are just, like, dealing with a lot of shit right now. Like, there are people who are in your position and have lost their jobs, but they have, like, five kids that depend on them. And their kids are all out of school. So now it's, they're a full-time babysitter, and they aren't making as much money as they were before. So it's, I definitely recognize that it's yeah. been a horrible thing for some people, but. I can't imagine that. I'm I'm enjoying quarantine i know to be honest with it's you. been all right i mean it's been it's been okay it's it's been weird for sure yeah different mm-hmm. you know, as you as you were saying it's weird but yeah i don't know living in like a city i think would be definitely trippy oh totally because Espe- you're just used to it being like 100 percent all the time and then it's just gone like i've i remember when the corona thing like first got real serious this dude like flew a drone around San Francisco and like posted the videos on YouTube. It was like, you know, it had like million, millions of plays and stuff. And like, it was f- so crazy looking, yeah. you know? And I remember like for me, cause I work in the city a lot. I'll drive up. I, like not, it's not like this anymore, but when I've, when Corona was first pretty bad, but I was still working, I would drive up there and it was, it literally was like a ghost town and I could park. You could park anywhere. That was the part that was just really weird. Yeah. And people were just doing, like, uh, weird stuff. Like, you could just park in the middle of the street or, like, there wasn't, like, meter maids or, like, enforcement of anything. So, it was kind of like what you're saying. Like, you could just walk around and, like, drink or fucking just park your car in the middle of the street or... So, I don't know. That was... That's kind of cool. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, especially in a city like New York, it would just be so... I've wondered about New York this whole time, just how weird it is to go from such a... Like, I've never seen New York not having, like, a thousand people walking down each street at one time. So just imagining that as a ghost town is insane to me. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, Alex, from Heavy New York. You probably know him, I would assume. Yeah, Alex is a friend of mine. He's cool. Yeah, he's a great dude. And he, uh, like, lives in an apartment building, and he said that there were people coming down with COVID, but you never knew who was coming down with COVID. So he was, like, kind of not stoked about just walking around his building because he didn't know, like, you know, it was a really scary thing at the beginning, I think, and people were a little more, like, freaked out about it. But, um... So is do you feel like New York is like getting back to normal? 
Um, like, kind of. I don't know. I feel like I don't think we're ever going to get like the normal back that it once was. Like, I don't know. Like you said, there's always like so many people everywhere. And like, I used to be so fucking mad walking around with all these people bumping into me on the street. I'd oh, be dude, like, yo, watch where you're going. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and now I like walk and have like nobody near me. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I miss having that like loudness of like just people yeah. being everywhere. And, you know, we were, we're known for like having like a crazy nightlife as well. Like, oh, yeah, there's like no bars, like everything closes at 10 p.m. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, so, so strange. I know. And what happens to all of those people who like I'm sure that that bartenders make a shitload of money in New York. I'm just assuming like what. So what happens to all these people who aren't making any money? That's insane to me in a city like that. The, all of these fucking business like. I mean, there are probably 10 million bars in New York City. So what happens to all of the people who are working there who, like, aren't, you know, is is unemployment enough to, to live in New York at this point? I don't think so. Yeah. No, definitely not. Like, uh, really? Definitely not. Because it's like, I mean, yes, people might be doing less, like, not going out as much and stuff, maybe not taking public transportation but like you still have bills you're an adult you still have things that you have to take care of and like we had in the beginning of the pandemic one of our cats had gotten super sick and he was like on like he was like about to die and it's our baby we were not gonna let that happen to him he had to get all these blood transfusions he was in the hospital for like four days and like sixteen thousand dollars later he was he was fine but like how do you get sixteen thousand dollars when like I'm like on on unemployment and then like my fiance is a essential worker. He works security at a building and like with both of our incomes, it was just like, it was such a hard time for us to like take care of this. And it was like right in the beginning of the pandemic and we were like, what the hell? Like what more can happen now? It's just, it definitely sucks because things like that happen. It's not only, you know, bills and rent, like, you know, accidents happen, shit happens and it sucks. yeah, it really sucks. I remember you like made a a Kickstarter or like a GoFundMe for your cat, didn't you? Yeah. Did you end up making the money in the long run? I mean, no, we made some of it. We had to open up like credit cards to like pay off the rest of it. But, you know, it's all it's, it was all worth it because he's like a totally different cat now. And he's like so awesome. So, yeah, he, he I mean, everybody that like helped us was that was like so sick we didn't even know we were we made like i think like four grand off of the gofundme and we were like whoa that's that's so much money like i can't believe like people cared enough to help us so i know that's that's super rad and that that honestly i think is a testament to like what was what happens with people in situations like this and what did happen at the beginning of the pandemic it's like when people are in need we there are ways to get help on the internet especially if you like have a following or something like you do and it's amazing to me that when people need money for dire situations like that there are a bunch of people out there who will help them and the internet is such a an incredible tool for for doing that i think mm-hmm. I same, agree. With, yeah, same with the, the metal community you know what i mean like the metal community is tight-knit and i think that's that's like the best part about metal, yeah. besides the music. Yeah, Being I think super so. Sick. Right. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> the music's sick, but besides, I, I love... besides the important part of metal, yeah. there is this that other... there's music. But I've, yeah, yeah, totally. And I've note like I've noticed that kind of 
like when we were in LA and shit, you know, because Chani and I lived in LA for a little while, and like you kind of get a taste of like these people that are in a similar maybe like if let's just put it this way if you're if you're in a metal band that has that's kind of smaller but you're in a pop band that's kind of smaller like in reality the metal band with the, that smaller following is getting way more out of their community than the the pop one you know what i mean totally. like in pop it's like you're either really big or just completely unknown yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. And in metal, it's like there's an underground scene. And that's the thing that I always like loved and drew, drew me to it, you know, and still to this day. You know, it's like super sick in that way. So, like, yeah. I mean, I think a pop, a, not, not a pop band, but maybe just a band in another genre that's like as big as one of our bands. I don't know if they could raise four grand for their cat. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. No, it's very true. I mean, to me, that's like a part of what kept me coming back to metal. It's like I fucking love metal so much and I love the style of music and everything about it. But the live shows in the community when I was like 13 and started going to shows, that's what kept me coming back is like there were people to hang out with who who saw where I was coming from. And that's a super and and it's like the community is it's huge it's like it goes from you hang out with this like local base of people to you start touring and then you start realizing that there are like little communities of metal people in every city that you can go to and you feel a part part of like this bigger thing yeah it's amazing like yeah. that's that's definitely the best part about it so like how did mm-hmm. you uh how'd you find out about metal amanda um <laughs> I just started like listening to it. I think yeah. randomly as like a kid, like I like heard like Slipknot, and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, I like this. I like yeah. this a lot more than anything else I've ever listened to." Totally. So I just kind of went on from there, and I, you know, I discovered OTEP, and that's oh. what made me like. I was like, yeah, that's well, I definitely want to." was obsessed with. OTEP. I was obsessed with Dude. OTEP when I was. A kid I was well. obsessed. I used to wear like Seven low rise, straw. like trip pants, and like ripped up white shirts, and like have my hair all crazy. And I was like, "Yeah!" And like every picture, my mom would be like, "Can you stop like doing this in every picture we Dude, take?" That like, sounds exactly you know? like Cheney. <laughs> totally. Dude, speaking of OTEP, I have a fucking crazy story. Okay, are you familiar with Evil J, the old bass player of OTEP? Okay. No, I'm not. Evil J was on Sevastra, right? So, and and like, what was it? The Jihad EP that came out right before that? So, I was like real into OTEP when I was 15 or so. And I was on the OTEP message board. And through that, I met Evil J, the bass player's uh, brother. And so, there was a tour that OTEP did that, that like went from Chicago to to somewhere a little past Des Moines, right? So I was talking to the bass player's brother about it. And, you know, I was obsessed with OTEP. He knew how much I wanted to see them. So the bass player's brother got the tour booked in Des Moines. Okay. It was the first time I ever saw OTEP. And he like took, I met him at the show and he bought me like a hundred dollars worth of merch of OTEP merch. And it was weird because there were only like 10 people at the show and I think she was pretty pissed, so I didn't get a meter, and she, like, ran off stage. But thinking about it, like, from here looking back, it's kind of weird that he 
got the show booked and like met me at the show and bought a bunch of merch for me. But to me then, sus. yeah, it was a little sus, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but, but nothing, nothing weird like, happened. Now that I'm talking about it, I mean, yeah. it's a little weird, but it was cool at the time because I was fucking way into OTEP, man. Way into OTEP. I've never gotten to see OTEP live. So you're so lucky. Like I like, I just wish I could. I mean, a lot of people like I've like spoken to people about like my love for OTEP and regardless of like how she is as a person, I don't that like doesn't like she's not like a piece of shit, like racist bitch. She's just like a bitch, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm just based off of what people have like said to me about her. And I'm like, cool, whatever. She stands up for a lot of things that I believe in. And I love that about her. And mm-hmm. she's the reason why I even started doing vocals in the first place. So I'm like, fuck it. Like. Sure. True fucking that. awesome True pigs is such a sick song like i love it yeah <laughs> when uh like my old band was on one of our first tours the like our tour and the otep tour got like merged in uh sacramento oh yeah and um the guitar okay so this is kind of a funny story like <laughs> there are a lot one, of funny stories <laughs> for one like okay so it was uh animosity was my old band and it was us, this band Psyopus. I don't know. Did you, did you ever hear that band way back? Mm-mm. Way back when? Yeah, way back. They were, like, they were like kind of a spastic metal yeah. band. Okay. It was, and then Into the Moat. I don't know if you know that band. But anyway, all three of the bands. I am Into the Moat. Okay. So all three of the bands had like really incredible drummers. You know? Like, let's just be real here. Everybody was super crazy. And like I, rem- I heard out wait, back. Wait, did you just call yourself an incredible drummer? Well, no, not but besides me. Besides me, <laughs> I didn't. That was really <laughs> sly. <laughs> I just Siopus and Into the Moat. Those guys were insane drummers. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm okay. I'm obviously okay at drums. Yeah, you know, uh, you know. Let's you give you hold. Back. You're a you're a good backbone. So anyway, <laughs> actually, I remember my dad saying that to me. Like, damn, dude. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Side story. My dad was like. Do you get, you know, because in San Francisco, we played over, we like headlined because we were like a really big local band. Yeah. So they were like, you guys should just headline because everyone's going to leave. It was a small tour, you know, it was like way, this was like 15 years ago or, or more. Anyway, so we headlined and my dad was like, man, do you get like nervous playing after that drummer every night, you know? And I was like, well, this is the only time that's happened, but yeah. Anyway. About the drummer of Otep? Uh, of Into the Moat. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, in Sacramento, the shows get merged. And I'm like out back because I was like just in, in this venue in Sacramento, all the vans park. Basically, the stage is right by the back door. And right by the back door is where everybody parks. So all the drummers always set their drum kits up back there. So we all had our kits back there and we're all like warming up and stuff. And I like... I hear the drummer talking to the bass player of Otep, like having like a meltdown. Oh fuck! Because he was like, "All these fucking drummers are so sick, man, and we have to get up there, and like it's gonna be embarrassing, and oh, all this no. shit." <laughs> I believe his name was Monkey. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so cringy," and I'm I'm so glad that I'm not worried about that. Okay, and then another, and then at, a few minutes later, uh, our guitar player comes up and he's like, "Dude." Oh my God, Opeth, dude! You guys are so sick. Opeth is like the sickest band, and the to the bass player, and he was like, "Yeah, Opeth is pretty sick." 
<laughs> they probably got that so often. Full disclosure, the reason I know about Opeth is because of my Google searches for OTEP back when I was a kid. Because, uh, you know, when you search for like OTEP metal when I was like 13, which I don't know, or 16, whatever, how many, however many years ago that was, Opeth would be the thing that came up. And I was like, who the fuck is this loser band Opeth? <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but I start I I found out who they were because of that man. So hey. But yeah, that was just like actually a hilarious day. And then they were also like I said, we had all of our drum sets set up, and they're like, "You guys gotta fucking move this shit because the girl's name is Otep, right?" I don't think that's a real name. Hold on, her real name is. Uh, do you know her real name? I thought I thought that she went by Otep. Anyway, they were like, I think it's Stephanie. If Otep comes out here and fucking this shit's in her way, she's gonna fucking smash it. And I was like, what the fuck is with this fucking girl? And because I didn't even, I didn't, I had no idea who they were. Yeah, and you're like, what? She's gonna come out and smash my shit. Also, side note, that was the day I signed up for MySpace. Wow. Yeah. It was that a lot, of memories, a lot of memories that what day. if you what if we went to your MySpace and your first status was about OTEP? I don't know if I posted like, we were like did you have statuses on MySpace? No. Yeah, I don't well, remember. No, did you not I like remember this like you remember no, MySpace? What do you do? Yeah, I don't what do you, remember what, what did it was you do like on at MySpace? All. I think you like posted in like a bulletin chat sort of thing. And you changed your like about me. Yeah, like people, out. people have and like, you changed your song for sure. And your song and your top eight. Yeah. I oh, dude. That. And you changed Real your shit. top eight depending on which one of your friends you wanted to fucking diss that day. Because you're like, bitch, you were my number one yesterday, yeah. but you're going down to number eight today, and I'm putting Tiffany as my number one. You can <laughs> eat shit and die. <laughs> That's how you start a battle. Back in the day, 2005, you wanted to throw hands. You switched the bitch for number one with number eight. That was it. <laughs> it's so real. Dude, I remember this conversation I had with my best friend. I would get bent out of shape over my best friend putting people above me on his top eight. I was like, I remember getting mad about it. Do you do you know what your last uh, song was on your MySpace, Amanda? Let's go find it. Dude. Oh, I have no idea. What We're going to pull up your MySpace. Think, uh, right now. Oh, my God. MySpace gosh. apparently still Please exists. Don't. Like, you know, uh, uh, like apparently. MySpace does still exist, I think, but I think it's hard to find I things. Know, I, I don't know. I, like, okay. had a big uh, phase of listening to techno and house music, so oh. it could have been one of those. Sick. Were you, like, a, a raver back in the day? And I wasn't a raver. I would go to, like clubs in like yonkers for like teen night and like okay. fist pump with like my friends okay. damn and then so i'd be you... like oh i'm gonna go to a show later <laughs> see ya okay so you like mixed both worlds though you're getting the best of both worlds i really love like all genres of music i'm like i used to be really like for a while i was like only like listening to metal but then i was like you know what i really love everything i love dancing that's like a huge thing that i'm into yeah whether it be like by myself or like with my friends or i date i used to dance um i used to take like classes and stuff oh, okay and dance with like a company back when i was younger so it's always been like a thing i like so i love like hip-hop i love house music and everything so what uh type of dancing did you do 
Um, I did everything. My mom had me take like all these classes. I did like ballet, tap, jazz, friggin' theater, dance, point, everything. It was so insane. Oh wow, that's oh, awesome. Wow, that's like legit dancing. Yeah, like yes. trained. I was thinking like going to a you know bar and that too. Hey, that shit's fun as fuck. What I agree. I, I mean, honest, honestly, I've never, I've never really related to people who were like, I can only listen to one genre of music and everything else fucking sucks. It's like, you aren't really getting like the best of the entire world if you limit yourself to just listening to metal or, you know, just like br some crazy brutal ass metal. It's like, yeah, I get it. dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, just all the time. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I get it. I fucking love metal. However, there there is a time and place for other things that aren't metal. Like, it doesn't define every moment of life. Mm -hmm. I feel like I obviously, I'm not sure, like, if you guys do the same, but I relate to metal more than anything. And it goes back to even, like, the community of the metal community being so small and, like, tight-knit and stuff. Yeah. We're all these outcasts and, like, especially in New York, like we would like all like the kids that would go to shows, we would go to shows when we were like younger. And then after the show, we would go to like someone's apartment and we would have like a party where we would listen to like reggaeton and drink Hennessy and like just dance. Like we were just like throwing hands and like moshing at a hardcore <laughs> show. And now we're here listening to freaking Spanish music, dancing bachata and like having the time of our lives. So like, you know, the totally. metal community in New York is just so it's crazy. I think that's, I just like, love it. <laughs> what, what were the venues that you like grew up uh, frequenting? I went to a lot of uh, like VFWs in upstate New York and um, the chance in Poughkeepsie. Oh, it was yeah, a really yeah. big venue. We played, but, my um, old band played there a, a bunch of times. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. And it, there used, they used to have the loft, which was upstairs. Yeah. The chance was like the huge theater, and then there was a loft, which was like the smaller venue that was upstairs, and then downstairs there was another venue called Club Cranel, and there was all these venues, and sometimes they would have like festivals and like all. It was just so crazy. I feel like they haven't, they don't have things like that anymore. Like a venue on top of a venue on top of a venue with like multiple shows happening at once. Yeah, it seems. Uh, it seems like that's what I would do. we go. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm sure that it's different growing up in a scene like the New York scene as opposed to other scenes in the world because I feel like the culture of the New York metal scene just goes back further. Or, you know, the New York hardcore scene. It, it's just, like, really deep. Where, did you go to hardcore shows as well, or was it, like, just mm -hmm. metal? Or I went to, like, everything. Local, metal, hardcore. I, I love punk shows. I used to go to ska shows. I used to go to Thompson Square Park and see, like, leftover crack <laughs> for free. And it would be, like, so sick. I'd be, like, 15 at these shows. I would just always go. I just loved going to shows. And I still do, like, I, I love, like, working at the venue. I got to see every single genre of music you can think of. Mm -hmm. I've bartended and witnessed and, like, got to watch, like, that genre perform and yeah. I just love it it's just it's always been a part of me since I was younger and it still is now I just love like going to like every single every, all shows yeah I agree with you and honestly I can't wait to go to another fucking show it's like 
yesterday no joke i had naveen get on the drum kit and play our entire new album all the way through for me just so i could like see some live music and i was like getting (laughs) chills dude i was like this fucking rules i was just drinking a beer with headphones on watching him play our album and it's like this is what it's come to for me i want to see live music so bad that i'm gonna sit here and watch naveen play a whole set just drums because it's like it's so ingrained in who i am as well like i wouldn't I don't know where I'd be without going and seeing live music and just experiencing different bands because dude, it's like, honestly, one of the best sounding live bands I've ever seen is Tegan and Sarah. Like, and that inspired me to, to dial in my band sound even more. It's like, you can, you can draw so much influence from all of these different places that work in metal uh, as well. And it's like, I just fucking miss it so much, man. I miss it. I didn't. I'm the, also the type of guy who can like not go to a show for a long time, but we're starting to teeter, like ride that line. I'm like, all right, let's 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 go to a show. Yeah. yeah. We yesterday we were talking. We saw this uh, flyer for a slam fest in South Dakota, and we were like, should we just like? Yeah, I was like, if that, if that happens, go. I'm going. Like, I don't even care who's playing. I'm fucking like, flying out there just to go to a fucking show. Yeah. Like, it's like let's what go. the hell. for real i'm i'm yeah i feel the same way i'm like fiending out to like go and see some live music yeah we got to play like um like an online live show which was really cool but like (laughs) it was like inner practice space and i was like great like it's just us and like a camera guy and it was just not the same it was like so fun to perform and to like be a part of like a show but like it being online with no people, no moshing, nothing like yeah, it just yeah. was not the same at all. No, totally. Like I don't even need to play a show at this point. I just need to go yeah. and like yeah, go be at a show, like same. drinking. I know my friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, I wanted to plan this whole, like, all right, I want cannibal to be the first band I see back or this, but it's like, dude, I'd take like any, band i've never heard of like i don't give a fuck i just want to stand in front of a band take and no name what local band yeah just i, I just want to go care. to a show dude same i, I want to like go yeah. look i want to go like br- like look at the merch table you know yeah, just kind of browse just yeah like know. pick up the stickers are these free yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'll just take one yeah just all that fucking stupid shit dude. like i mean looking back it's like man there's so many shows that we didn't go to. I know. We should have went. I know. <laughs> I can't oh imagine. God, I think about it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, all the times I was like, nah. Like, I got work tomorrow. I'll be like somewhere, whatever. Like, I don't yeah. need to go to a show. Now I'm like, why? For why like, good sho- like good shows. <laughs> like good shows. Oh, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. 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 I know. Fuck that, dude. Yep. Yeah. I don't think that when shows come back, I'll be saying... I'm tired as much as I used to, you know, it'll yeah, be like, sure. all right, we're going because we're talking about flying to South Dakota. To yeah, dude, because it was like before up. you would look at a show schedule and you'd be like, whatever, they're going to tour here. They're going to be here again in like half a year. I'll go see yeah. that one. But now I don't. That's not something that I can like I say no, with confidence anymore. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we don't know when it's coming back. It's not looking good. It doesn't seem like. So you said that. I mean, I kind of asked you, but are like gyms and everything open in New York right now? Yeah, oh. they are. 
Why, why are they why is it? What's, the, what's closer, with the lockdown in California? I don't know. Uh, you guys are we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even know because it's like it changes so often. But I think about a week ago, nail salons and, and hair salons and massage places open, uh, opened up again. But we can't tell if we have like one major gym here and it's 24 hour fitness, right? That's how small we live in a town of 50,000 people. So it's like not much going on as far as commercial shit goes or corporations go. And uh, so we have one 24-hour fitness, and it hasn't reopened. So we kind of are, like, assuming that it may have gone bankrupt. Yeah, I'm thinking but, that because they, they stopped charging us. Yeah. So there's that. But the lockdown thing here, it's like we still are on outdoor dining and outdoor whatever. All the bars are closed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still like I, – I think that we're still under the don't hang out with more than 10 people thing and – so it's like, you know, I think that out of everyone who's gone through this pandemic thing, probably the states that both of us live in have gone through it the worst for the most part or stayed. I think we have like the biggest changes because we live in two huge states that yeah. have huge cities. You guys have like L.A., San Francisco, San Diego. We have New York City, all yeah. the boroughs. Yeah. All these yeah. people like, you know, we were just used to like busy, busy shit and like. It sucks. We have in, we have indoor dining now, though, okay. and like you can't like I don't think you can just like go into a bar and drink. I think you still have to like like purchase like I like a regular bar, purchase like a slice of pizza or something, and like have it at your table and like yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> they what have they're that going here. Too. Yeah, it's yeah, like all of the breweries food. here are starting to uh, like integrate food. Like they'll sell a, a beer cheese pretzel or some shit because you have to be selling food in order to sell beer now. It's but the thing that they don't realize is that beer is food. Yeah, I know. So, it's a very filling. Right. Yeah, that's, exactly. Like when I was uh, a little kid, I was like w- way into Cannibal Corpse. I remember like me and my friend like found this interview with uh, Corpse Grinder. And he was, <clears throat> and it was like favorite food. And it was just beer. And I was like, damn, that's so cool. <laughs> corpse grinder so is ever cool. since then i'm like yeah, here's, here's a food dude corpse grinder said so That's the, like nothing else to say about it so since you like work in venues and stuff what do you think the coolest most off-putting performance that you've seen was i don't know i've seen like a lot of fucking cool shit like i'm not even gonna lie like i'm so thankful for like the job that I have because of the fact that I got to see so many amazing performances. I don't even know where to start. I've seen some cool ass people. Um, I don't know. I guess my favorite part about like my favorite thing would be like the metal shows that come through because I always like make it a point to like go and like meet the bands and like hang out and stuff. And that's how I like network and make friends like I've gotten to meet like a lot of like big bands that like I look up to and stuff and I don't know I feel like I've just seen so many performers I can't even like specifically say like one cool thing that's Um, really cool though you get like a free ticket to every show that comes through it's literally insane I'm serious like I uh, it's it was it was so fucking cool so sick um so, like, what are the venues? Are you in contact with the venues that you work for? Like, what are they saying? Are they like, oh, we're just basically screwed and we're going to close down? Or would they, like, trying to just buy time? Like, you know you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't know what venue owners are, are thinking 
you know, and I'm sure a lot of people don't know that. Well, the venues that I worked at were Live Nation venues. So uh-huh. Live Nation's a pretty big um, ticket service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, that uh, like, I, I'm not in cahoots with them. Like, I don't really... Yeah, I yeah. work for a like catering company that's hired by live nation. So I don't really know what's going to happen with the venues. Um, I do see like things that like our governor talks about, like opening up like sports arenas and stuff like by the summer. So if they're going to do that, I'm having hopes that maybe these venues will open and maybe not for shows or live music, but at least to like have people go in and chill and like maybe like just drink and eat something like that. I don't know. I'm trying to be hopeful that like something will happen by the summer, but you really don't know with like how the last year has been. Like we really just don't know what's going to happen. I know. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, we can all just sit and uh, hypothesize over it, but who the fuck knows? Like just yesterday, uh, uh, my year uh, thing on Facebook popped up and it was like me announcing the, the last tour that we had to cancel for last year. And it's just like, I mean, a year ago, I couldn't have imagined that this year would have transpired as it yeah, as no, it did. Definitely, definitely it's not. fucking crazy. I don't think that anyone. This is totally unpre- unprecedented. Like no yeah. one knew that touring could could stop for this long. <clears throat> definitely not. And I thought touring was just a so thing weird. that's just that's always going on. Yeah, it's, it's like always touring. I mean. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people did that and maybe it's something that we need to reconsider because a lot of people made their whole living off of touring and it's like, this shit can go away. It's like... I know. So I think it's cool that people have been like taking to the internet and stuff. That seems like a valuable tool to me. And uh, speaking of the internet, this morning we watched your 60 second doc. How did... The Vice thing? Yeah, Yeah. how did that... That's crazy. How did that come about? Um, so my friend works for 60 second docs or he did. And, uh, I met him on one of our first East coast tours that we did. He was the, uh, photographer for one of the bands that we were touring with. And then I guess he like brought it up to 60 second docs. He's like, Hey, I have like a friend who's kind of like hype on the internet. And this was at the time where I was just like going viral for like doing covers. So he was like, they want you to do this. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. It's just like kind of cringy for me to watch. Cause it was like at a time <laughs> where I was really stubborn and didn't want to learn how to like exhale or sing. So I was just like, yeah, uh, like mm, I'm wearing a mayhem shirt and I like smoke cigarettes and like, fuck like shit's yeah, <laughs> fucking metal inhales only so cringy. It's like the cringiest thing in the whole world. When you said you watched it, it was like, Oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> i didn't find it cringy yeah, at all I, I, I actually was that. like yeah. i was like wow she does only inhales that's crazy because i can't do a fucking inhale to save my life because i should like i you know it used to be like all the rage and shit but it makes me cough like a motherfucker if i do inhales and i because of that i've always found it very strange that people try to discredit inhaling vocals almost in the same way that they try to discredit cupping the mic as if it as if it's one not like a skill and two cupping the mic yeah if you like do this and cup the mic then it it does change your your tonality but it's not like something that is cheating okay you can't like you're not like inhaling to cheat or anything like that so i've always found it weird that people 
talked shit about inhaling. But is that why you found it cringy? Because you, because people talk shit? Because I was just like, well, no, because I was just so about inhaling at that time. And like, I only do outward vocals now. So I just like, I was just always like, oh, nah, like, I'm too good for that. Like, oh, everybody's just like talking shit about like me doing inhale. So I'm gonna keep doing them. Okay. But then I was like, I have to like stop doing this shit. (laughs) Nah, man. So what? Because for me, like starting out in vocals, I never went to inhales. I went directly to like, I'm doing the, I guess it's called exhale vocally. I don't fucking know. I just do vocals, you know, but what, what inspired you to be the, like use inhales rather than the other form of vocals? (laughs) Waking the cadaver. I was like 15 and I was like, whoa, what's, what's this little like pig noise? And everyone was like, oh, it's inhaling. And I was like, huh interesting and then i was like well i could do that so much easier than like pushing out for me so i just started doing that and everyone would be like oh you're gonna like hurt your voice and this and that and i would always just do them all the time and be like i don't feel like i'm hurting my voice i was always like i'm sorry that like you hurt your voice doing this (laughs) i really feel bad but like there's people that blow out their vocals from just doing vocals the normal way which is outwards i guess yeah. So yeah. it's like the same thing. You just have to know your limit. You can't like push past that. Yeah. how you hurt yourself in any situation. So yeah. that's absolutely true. I mean, it's when, you know, people will try to call out just the type of vocals that we do all the time as like, oh, you're going to hurt your voice. And it's like, well, no, because the same as singing is like a learned skill that doesn't actually hurt your voice. Screaming has that same ev- effect on your vocals. Like it's not when I'm screaming personally, it doesn't feel like my my vocal cord like anything is hurting nothing is hurting in my throat when I do vocals you know what I mean so it's like I don't know you just don't get it they just don't get it yeah I feel like I don't know I feel like people always just had needed like a reason to like complain or be upset especially because like we're women so it's like they're just all, they're like, well, you're just a girl and yeah. you do it the easy way because it's just easier for you. And I'm like, right. right. It makes sense. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're so right. I know. But like, no, I mean, I feel like that really is a big part of it. Like, I don't mean to sound like, like a broken record, but I think that like a big part of like people like hating on a vocal style, whether you're doing inwards or outward vocals is because we're women. Yeah. Like you're always going to get shitted on in the scene sadly because of our sex and that's like a whole other topic I feel like yeah Yeah, I mean I do definitely agree with you where I think that for certain people like they they've never heard my voice they don't even know they're just prejudging like it's definitely a thing you look at a video of a woman and you're like she's gonna suck ass at doing whatever so they just assume that you suck ass and that's all that's ever going to matter to them. It doesn't matter what you sound like. So dude, I totally agree with you. And I, I don't mean to sound like that either because I'm very like, not about like, poor me. I'm a woman. People dislike me because I'm a woman. I'm totally not about that shit, but I do recognize that people do prejudge you. If you're a woman, a lot of the time, especially if they've never heard you before, they're not like, They don't know anything about your work. I mean, dude, a good example, like one review that I read about my band way when we first started, it started like this. It was like, 
I heard this band from the outside of the venue and they were fucking sick. But then when I went inside and saw that it was a woman screaming, I knew that I would never like this shit. This band sucks. And maybe if they had a man doing the same parts that I would actually like it. But because it was a woman, I'm never going to be into it. And it's like, dude, the proof is right there. It's like, what? You would like the same voice coming from the same fucking person if I didn't have a vagina? It makes no it's sense. Yeah, it's it's literally so, so mind-blowing to me. And yeah. for some time, I used to only, like, dress a certain way when I would, like, play shows or, like, go to venues. Big T-shirts and, like, leggings and, like, boots. And, like, I was like, I'm not going to sexualize myself. Or, like, I would just say this because I was dumb and naive. I would be like, I'm not going to sexualize myself because I don't want any more judgment. I want people to like me for me. But I'm like... What I'm a woman, like I'm gonna, I'm proud of how I look. I'm not gonna like hide myself or hide my body and like you know be like oh like I don't want them to like think that I'm like too girly or anything. No, this is who I am. Like, and I'm I'm so thankful that like through all their hate and like negativity, I was able to like build my confidence up and be better and do better for myself and like really just like be at the top of my game, like on some real shit. So yeah. I'm thankful for you motherfucking haters. If you're watching this, <laughs> yeah, I know. And Dude, I know. It is crazy. Like there is more scrutiny because you're a girl doing vocals. Yeah. It's totally it's just, true. It's just totally true. You yeah. Know? Like even on the dying fetus cover and stuff, it's like, it's a lot of people saying it's great, but there's a couple people. What I've noticed, what I've noticed just from the outside looking in is it's like, the people that are the most haters, though, are just jealous vocalists. That's that's what it seems like to me. Because like sometimes I'll be like, if you see that negative comment or whatever, it's like, all right, let's look at this guy's profile, whatever or whatever. It's like, you know, guttural vo- vocalist one thirty seven, yeah. you know, at Gmail or whatever. And it's like, dude, <laughs> I know. you're fucking living in a basement and you suck and you're fucking jealous because these girls are amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just pathetic. I don't get it. I do think that's- I think at the end of the day that women just want to be like in this genre, whether you're a bassist, a guitarist, a drummer, a vocalist, we just want like, I just want to be recognized for having my talent yeah. without Same. my fucking sex being thrown in there. Same. I think that's really it. That's like, that is what we're getting at when we talk about like female fronted. And when we talk like, dude, the straight up it's like you are in technically a female fronted band i'm in a female fronted band our bands don't sound that much alike venom prison female fronted band we don't sound like venom prison spirit box female fronted band we don't sound like them at all you know it's like but we for some reason all also get put in this same genre where it's like the female fronted genre and they'll compare us like woman by woman even though the shit that we do doesn't sound anything alike. It's like we're not we're not doing anything that sounds alike, but for some reason it's like we're being compared. And I I just have never I don't get it. I and I I think that for me that that's what actually bothers me about the female fronted thing. It's not you can call my band female fronted, that doesn't bother me, but when you start putting us all in a genre that it's like this woman is better than that woman and that woman like fucking sucks. And, and it feels really bad for me because I'm friends with a lot of women in bands. It feels really bad for me to be compared to my friends because and I'm sure that it feels bad for other people to be compared who are my friend to be compared to me. It's like 
that's not what we're in it for. We're not in it to like, um, to have like the best woman of the year be placed at the top of the mountain. It's like, we are all in it for different things. We all do different things and we all just want to be recognized for doing what we do without the, the woman thing being a preface to every single thing that we do. I guess it's a marketing thing or it gets attention, you know, like, oh, the 20 hottest girls in metal. Well, I, you know, it's just so I, silly. You know, it's like, I it's personally, I'm never going to deny that it's like a, a marketing thing because I get it. It's like a girl screaming catches people's eyes. Okay, cool. It's a cool marketing thing. It's that, it's when you like dig too far into it that it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, totally. But yeah, I agree on that. But um, for the most part, honestly, like what I've seen for the most part with Cheney going on tour and stuff, most people don't say anything about it. And it's, it's just, it's just business as usual. I honestly, you know I, mean? I think it's just a couple people here and there that are making it into a fuss. I agree. But I then, don't think it's like in person that people like say something. Yeah, Never. definitely not. You see like, you see like girls like us, we go on stage and we're like mad beast mode and guys that would want to say something are probably like, nah, I'm good. Actually, she's yeah. kind of scary. It's like, yeah, all right, that's not. what I thought. But like the second they're online, they're like, this girl. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like the difference between like when you're driving and when you're like in a supermarket, right? Like if you're driving and someone does something weird, you're like, oh, you fucking idiot. You know, fuck you. You know, I'm going to kill your family. And then, like, if, if you're in a supermarket and someone, like, cuts in front of you, or, like, you're like, oh, so sorry, man. So sorry, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Totally. Yeah. And it's, right. it's just exaggerated because of the internet. There's also the flip side of being, like, in a band that has a woman in it, which is that there are people who only like bands who have women in them. So... Right. So that goes along with me, with it being hard for me to not admit that it is like there is some yeah. marketing just built directly into it because some people do like bands just because that's they true. have women in them. And that's cool, too. It's it's just hard to get away from the fact that I have a vagina and that that's like in my band. Yeah, You know, it's like, um, what am I going to do with it except yeah, just. Yeah keep going i guess yeah but for the mo like i right. said for the most part for me just witnessing it all like for the most part i think it's it is equal or what you're saying mm -hmm. some sort of adv advantage from from my perspective well, so amanda i want to ask you because i know how it feels for me does it start to annoy you when people start uh comparing your band to every other female fronted band on earth definitely because yeah. <laughs> i'm also like because I'm obviously like, um, it's just like, I'm not dumb. So obviously you're comparing us because we have vaginas and like, <laughs> we're girls. We were yeah. born girls. Like, there's no other, like, I can't think of all the bands that you've listed. Venom Prison, you guys, my band, Monochromatic Black. Like, let's just like go on. Yeah. Spirit Box. Mm -hmm. All these bands. Yes, we all have women fronting them, but they literally sound nothing alike. Yeah. Nothing alike. Okay. Even like the arch enemy, which is who we all get compared to the most. Yeah. Nothing like this band. Yeah. Like not even like instrumentally. Like what are you like? Are you serious? It's very like mind blowing to me. And I always like I always like. I don't know. I feel like I just, it's something that like just pisses me the fuck off. But like I try not to like even like care that much. And try to like make a positive thing out of it. Like, yeah. okay, cool. They recognize recognize us all as like awesome, dope ass fucking 
vocalists, mm-hmm. essentially, Re- regardless of them saying like, oh, these are the female vocalists that I like. And they all kind of like remind me of each other because they're girls. Yeah. I'm still like, OK, well, they they recognize our talent. Like, you know, it sucks that they always have to mention like, oh, but, you know, she's a girl. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I've, I I can appreciate people that are like nice about it. I don't like when people are like hateful about yeah being a woman in a band that's yeah. where it gets like kind of fucky for me i mean that's yeah. just weird you know well, i don't know weird. why anyone would it's like care there's about just something that. wrong with well that's why it goes back to what you were saying like i do kind of if i ever read some like supreme hate about myself on the internet then i can kind of always trace it back to jealousy because dude it's guttural I just vocalist one six 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 yeah at gmail yeah it's like i it's hard for me it's hard for me to read any hate on the internet that is directed at someone who's not like um let's say like a public persona like a political person or whatever it's hard for me to see any hate from someone and not think that they're just jealous or having a really bad day and that's why they decided to make that shitty post on the internet like i even know it in myself i know that if I've ever felt like making a shitty post on the internet, it wasn't about the other person or I've never wanted to make a shitty post about another person, but it wasn't, it was never about the thing as much as it was yeah. about my mindset and how I felt going into it. Yeah. You gotta watch out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you gotta watch out for uh, guttural vocalist. 666. At yahoo.com. Dude. Dude. Speaking of, I, I watched this guttural. Dude. The, <laughs> so I was reading around. I try not to read a lot of this shit, but I saw someone share this cover that we did of Dying Fetus. And uh, someone chimed in in the comments and they're like, her vocals fucking suck. She On the part where it's supposed to go up in one millimeter in sound, she decides to go down one decibel. This fucking dumb bitch. And I was just like, dude. And I clicked on his page and his uh, profile picture was him holding a microphone. So it's like. That's guttural vocalist. Yeah, it's, come on. That's guttural vocal. I know. Like brutal guttural master. That's like probably like the cringiest thing. I hate people that are like so specific like when you do a cover it's supposed to be a cover and like your own take on the song yeah right I know. that's what i've always right. thought too so when people are like well she didn't fucking do that right or like what the hell was that or like they get mad about like whatever like little like thing you added into like your like your cover i like get my mind blown because i'm like do you know what a cover is i know or are you like it's like a rendition. <laughs> What's going on here? Dude, there's yeah. a part on that fetus song where Gallagher says fuck and Trey is saying something else. So I decided to go with the other line instead of complete the fuck. And they're like saying something on top of each other. And I was getting criticized for like not saying both of the things at the same time. Yeah, it's like, dude, <laughs> it's like, you're, oh, she's not two people. Why didn't you say both of those words at the same yeah. time? Like you she know, cut off. How the song goes. Yeah. She cut off. His line. It's, it's like, like, dude. And, it's then, and then, and then, if you had of like overdubbed it, then it would be she overdubbed that I know. part, dude. That's so you shitty. can't you can't fucking win with these I internet know, people, dude. I see them do it. The thing is, though, I say it all the time. If you aren't getting hate on the internet, then you aren't as well known as you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you. It's so true. It really is, man. It's like I really think that the reason why, like, you know. Aside from my band being, I, I mean, I think my band's very talented, you know, 
I feel like we have like a way to go to like get like exactly what sound we want to achieve. But I, I am surrounded by super talented and amazing individuals. And I think that, uh, I think I forgot what I was saying. Cause I spilled. <laughs> What'd you spill beer? Hold on one second. I spilled weed everywhere and I was like, wait, hold on. I forgot. Hold on. Oh dude, you're giving me Cheney vibes. Are you like grinding weed and you spilled it everywhere? Yeah, and then I so I got this new bong yesterday with my fiance, and it's probably the sickest thing I've ever gotten in my whole life. I don't know if you guys smoke pieces or anything. We do, we but do. this bong, so it looks like this, and it's filled with like this like liquid oil. Oh shit! Inside of here, in the slide, and inside yeah. of the bong itself. So you could take out the bowl and the slide and you put them in the freezer for like 15, 20 minutes. They get ice cold. And while that they're in the freezer, you put the bong with the water in your fridge. Mm-hmm. You put it all together, you pack it. And it's like having like an ice cold hit. Uh, and it's like the sickest thing ever. Dude, that's the best. I'm obsessed with putting, you know, just icing my bong so that I have like a very smooth hit. But that <laughs> mm-hmm. that is what I need, that piece you have right there. So what's it like getting weed in the pandemic in, in New York? Yo, nobody ever stops hustling weed in New York. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that was like the one thing. If that was your job, you were making bank all 2020. (laughs) You did not have to file for unemployment because everyone is smoking your weed. So in New York, there's no. Like, literally. Oh, you're breaking out. Hold up. (laughs) Okay, you're back. Yeah, in New York, you guys have a, a weed's totally illegal or what? No um, it's decriminalized. There's some um, medical marijuana shops all over the city and stuff. Oh, really? I think it's going to be legal soon, I hope. Yeah, I hope it's so. going to be legal everywhere. I soon. hope too, because I'll tell you what, I'm getting sick of coming to New York and it's not like top shelf dank ass weed. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good weed but it's not like that you gotta have that like extra kick of just like laced crystals all over the bud and you know just like i mean you probably get the bomb weed but when i come to new york and i'm just getting weed off of someone at a show it's like dude (laughs) you're like there's like seeds and stems and you're like what is this shit i know it's like am i supposed to plant a bush with this or what the fuck (laughs) is it that bad (laughs) No, New York. Weed I mean, is not like, if bad. you're getting like some some weed can be bad. You'll have somebody who's like, "Yo, I got like this crazy ass bud from California," you know, and then like you buy it and you're like, "All right, I'll take an eighth." Like, sure, you buy it and it's some like fucking regs, some bullshit, and you're like, "Yeah, what? <laughs> Who are you lying to?" <laughs> Dude, do you guys call weed Reggie Miller out there? Reggie, I I feel like I, I refer to Reggie as like regular weed. Like, yeah, like bottom shot weed. weed. Yeah. It's like we're talking like twenty uh an eighth type weed. Yeah. Reggie yes. We're yeah. talking like the guy who sells Reggie sells five dollar bags. Like he's like, I got Nick's on deck. You want a Nick? <laughs> <laughs> growing up in like growing up in California, I didn't know there was such a thing called regular until I went on tour. Wow, what a fucking blessed yeah. life you yeah, live. Yeah, I know. Thank <laughs> you. It's like Must I've been, been out. So nice. I'm sorry. I've been out there trying to get high off of like a hundred dollars worth of Reggie Miller and just like smoking through it, and you never get high. One no, time. we. I didn't. I didn't. Literally, I didn't know what that was until like we went and played 
like shows in Texas and stuff. Yeah. It was like, dude. Texas their rolls weed, they were like, up It was like their weed, weed here is like, like it's got seeds in it and stuff. It's like really shitty. And I remember we would smoke like whole joints of it, of it and whatnot. <laughs> And no one was ever high. It's like because I read it. But then you have like that you know? smell of like the fucking seeds that burn. And they're smoking uh, them. And they're like popping. Awful. And shit. Snap crack. I know pop. you're. They're popping while you're smoking the joint yeah, like, and shit. Oh that's how you God. know. That's how you know it's dire times for me on tour. Is if you're around me and I'm smoking something and it starts popping, then it's like, dude, Cheney's hit rock bottom over here. Too. Actually, that's probably. I, I kind of want. Maybe something like that, you know, like a little, a Take little me less back to of a, and you can, like a little less of a strong weed, and you can um, just kind of chill, like smoke a whole joint. Yeah. Wait, so are you, ch- <laughs> you're cool to just smoke weed? Wait, you said it was decriminalized, so your neighbors don't care if you smoke. They don't fucking. Know. I mean, they did at one point, but homegirl was caught. She was smoking a blunt out of her window, and I like locked eyes with her one day three years ago because her husband was like you guys need to stop smoking weed dad like what (laughs) (laughs) so i saw her smoking a blunt and she like was hanging out of her window and like we locked eyes and i like it was like this moment of like 30 seconds of awkwardness where she's like caught my husband's not home i'm smoking weed and like i know this will make him tight so i think like if he complained after that she was like come on do you remember being young like, come on she must have done something like that because they haven't complained like, uh, ever since that moment and now i always see her smoking out of her window which is like i like i'm not gonna judge you know she like why would you, you judge you're over there with do, your bomb you're over there with your sick ass bong getting high too it's like Pass it over. We were always doing it. I think when we first, like, moved into this apartment specifically, like, we were, like, so reckless. We were just, like, I would be smoking, like, I would siphon, like, two blunts at once. I'd be, like, yeah, like, whatever. No incense lit, nothing. Like, I wouldn't, like, open a window. Just, like, hot box this little apartment we're in. And I think our neighbors are, like, okay, like, clearly it never smelled like weed until you guys moved in here. And, like, now it just smells like weed everywhere. It's the metal. But- it's the metal heathens. That have moved the metal heads. I know <laughs> metal heads, and that's the other thing. I practice vocals in here, so I know for a fact that like my like like super like old neighbors that live upstairs, like that's the girl. That's the girl that's always screaming like the devil inside of her apartment. Possessed. Don't look at her. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you if you practice a lot in there. So you've never had anyone say anything to you about the noises that you make? No. I think that they're like, I think they're like scared. I really like the apartment building I live in has like super diverse people. So there's like a really sweet couple like downstairs that's from like India and they're like old. And then like upstairs, like on the fourth floor is like this really cute, like old, like Mexican grandma and like her husband. And like, they're just so adorable. And I think that they genuinely are like, kind of like freaked out of like me and my fiance. Cause we're like tattooed and like, we're really loud and like, We'll be like, hey, do you need help? Like going down the stairs, and like, no, no, we're okay. Like, don't we got don't it. Touch it? We got it, devil. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like they don't complain because they're like maybe like a little weirded out because you know it's not often <laughs> you see people like us in this neighborhood, neighbor, neighborhood, neighborhood specifically. So, oh really? Is it like <laughs> a? It's a not metal neighborhood you live in. You're in Queens, right? Yeah. Yeah, but what's yeah? So Queens uh, is like the furthest out borough, right? 
It depends on what yeah, you mean by yeah, furthest what it, out. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Once I said it, I was like, what am I talking about furthest out from? But from, I guess like it's the Manhattan, furthest out from depends. Manhattan. It's, it's one of the biggest boroughs. So like you could live in Queens, but you could live all the way, all the way out east in Queens and be like an hour in fucking 45 minutes, two hours away by bus and train yeah. from Manhattan. Oh shit. I live like if I walk outside on my block, I can see Manhattan from like my streets. So I'm like really close to the city, oh, which okay. is yeah, yeah. really awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's super cool. So you can just like. But have you even been going there much in the whole quarantine thing? No, I haven't. I think I've been there like maybe three times. Over the summer, my fiance and I walked from our apartment all the way through Brooklyn into the Lower East Side of Manhattan and then into Midtown. That's sick. And that was like insane. Yeah, it was like 20 miles. It was sick. Holy shit. That must have been really fun. I know. That must have been so cool. See, New York is the type of place that like I could spend a month I've, we've honestly talked about, you know, maybe sometime in our lives we could live there for like six months, just get like ingrained in the culture and like really make friends and hang out and shit. But forever, it just kind of seems like, I don't know, it's the city vibe is just weird to me. But at the same time, it's super cool when you're like talking about all of these different people that you like see on a daily basis. It's, it's not, it's not like that in Santa Cruz, like cultures aren't intertwined. It's not like a... It's not a melting pot, you know? It's like, it's mostly white, like, middle-aged people and stuff. But this that part of the city, I think, is very alluring to me. That it's yeah, just, like, a bunch of different people on a bunch of different fucking tips. A bunch of different cultural aspects and stuff. That's really cool. And Yeah, but, you know, I feel like with um, everything that happened in regards to, like, Black Lives Matter... Uh, you know, this past year, you see, uh, like, you know, it sounds so awesome. And yes, it is such a melting pot. And yes, there's so many beautiful, diverse people and communities here. But like, when that whole shit was going down, and we were going to protest, you saw like, when we were walking around with like, or I have a no conviction shirt that has like, the KKK being hung by their necks, and it says, fuck your white pride. You're walking around with these shirts. People will say shit and be like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking racist. And I'm like, what? <laughs> My shirt is like the opposite, but okay, got you. Like, so like people like come out and like, you see how many like hateful, terrible people there are even here in a place that like is so beautiful and so diverse. It's just, you can't escape like certain fucked up shit. And I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, like, you would think that this is like the last place that would have like such racist, terrible people, but there really are a lot of them. And they, they were in hiding for some time. And I guess they came out for a little bit to like show their true colors. And now they're just tucked away again. in like their weird little communities that they have. Do you think it's fucking that, weird? Do you think that a part of that is because like, you know, New York city is notoriously like a separate cultures will kind of stick to themselves you know there's like a a place where certain people live do you think that a part of that has to do with that um i guess like certain like neighborhoods and stuff will have like certain people i guess living in them but Mm -hmm. but still like it doesn't matter like i've always been told i've lived in this neighborhood specifically for like 10 years i've always been told that it's like an irish neighborhood and i'm like i rarely see anyone that's like irish i see so many different types of cultures whether they be like eastern european or any like hispanic culture or any like 
a lot of like Asian cultures and, you know, just so many different people. It's like, I've never really seen that. So yes, I guess that could be it, but I, I don't like if there, that is a thing where like these people are like in their like own little communities and stuff. Yeah. I don't really see it. And the only time I was like aware of like any sort of like hateful people being around me was this past year, really like was when it- people were like approaching me and saying hateful things to me and calling me dumb. And I'm like, what (laughs) i don't understand like uh so strange so uh do you feel like was that a lot like when you were attending protests is that what you're talking about yeah or when i would just be walking around my neighborhood wearing like a shirt that did that these white people like just didn't like so yeah that's it is fascinating like you know the personalities that come out in people if you wear something that is opposing what they may think they believe in it's it is strange and um yeah it's really in Santa Cruz I feel like we didn't there wasn't really a lot of stuff going on around the Black Lives Matter movement but like what was the what was the climate like where you live surrounding that stuff do you feel like people were like coming together more or it was that you were like walking around and seeing people who were like fuck you I mean, I would say that people were definitely coming together more. We attended, I think, three protests. um, And all three protests, like, made me cry and, like, brought so much emotion to me because I just, like, I, first of all, I couldn't believe that we were protesting for the right of people just because of their color, which is just, like, the most ridiculous shit to me in this day of age. But not only that, but the amount of people that were there and, like, wanted to support each other and just, like, stand up for fucking you know what's right like that that to me was like really amazing um we i didn't i didn't experience anything while protesting as far as like people like saying anything because i think when you're in the with the masses like nobody's gonna fuck with you yeah like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get like some like person that has like some crazy racist theories like come up to you when you're like rolling with like thousands of people. Like it just <laughs> won't happen. But when I was walking alone, I was getting coffee once and like this one guy was like, you stupid bitch. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure if you were talking to me or someone behind me. Yeah, and he like read my shirt to me and like said this crazy stuff. And I was like, and it was with my fiance and I was like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he was like, no, you're not. We're going to keep going. Like he's an old man. And yeah. I was like, this person's crazy. Like coming, like talking to me like that for what? So strange, but yeah, Definitely weird. That is weird. <clears throat> but you know, at the same time, it's cool to see people come together for things that they believe in. And it's good that like, that there were people like you who are out there like, you know what? fuck all of you haters, uh, we're going to work against you. And oh. you're right. It's like, I do feel like we saw a lot of people who were who were on the side of like, we want to fight for what's good. And that's that to me is what matters. It's like people do care about other people. Yeah. And it's like, I think that on the internet, there's this thing that happens. And, we, you know, as we were talking about with a like female fronted thing and, and in all walks of life, it's like there are people on the internet who want to be cold and like crazy on the internet and say really fucked up things. But when you do get a lot of people together in real life to have real conversations, it's like, dude, people do care about each other. And that is a place where I, uh, people are coming from. It's like, you know, we care for people. We want to we want to work for what's right. And 
that is what's important to me personally. Yeah, absolutely. And it seemed like most, for the most part, you know, the stuff that you didn't hear about is it's a lot of just people out there peacefully doing their thing, you know? And of course the media mm-hmm. uh, goes towards the, the most, you know, uh, conflict and the worst things that happen. But cause I know people that I follow that are live in New York, you know, they'd post like, Hey, you know, it's just, we're out here being peaceful. It's like a really good time. Every, actually, everybody's really coming together and it's really cool. But mm-hmm. from, from the mainstream, what you hear is it's like, Oh, it's chaos and da 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 this, that, the other thing. And, I'm sure that in certain situations that it was. Because no, it definitely I don't think was, that it, yeah, it definitely was, you know, but for the most but part. But definitely even, yeah, for me as well, like all, when we were protesting, it was so peaceful. And like, it literally, like I said, it brought me to tears. It was just so emotional and beautiful and like really amazing. Like having everybody be together and have it be like just really peaceful. Like I couldn't even believe that this, I was like in this peaceful protest, like seeing what I was seeing on like the media and stuff. And I was like, going into this, like not really being familiar with protesting and stuff mm-hmm. and just like being there and seeing that it was just really calm and just like everybody was just there for each other was just so beautiful and really like life changing for me. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're someone mm-hmm. like you lived uh, around the city at the time of nine 11. Did you at all? I know that it's like weird to, but did you see any similarities in the way that people came together after 9-11 and the way that people were coming together for this movement? I think that, um, I think I was, I was just like a little too young mm-hmm. for like, for that. Um, I do know that, you know, it was like, just from like what I saw, people were definitely coming together. It was just different because this was, this, this was just different. This was led by like the youth and stuff. Yeah. And I think that that is, it it was just so moving. It was different. They were two totally different things. I do think that the city did come together for both. Yeah. And it was just like nice for everyone to put like their shit aside and like be there for each other. But still it's very different because everyone sees like these younger kids, like these teenagers leading these protests and they're like, oh, they're just stupid and naive and they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, well, they brought all these people together to like stand up and, you know, just like march and like with love. And like, I don't know, that to me is like really amazing. And it might be a little bit more of a powerful statement than just like coming together because of a tragedy. Cause like, I feel like if we didn't come together after a tragedy, we wouldn't be like New Yorkers. Like we were all just like, you had to be strong and like, just like keep on going and yeah you know yeah true true that man and that's funny because the other day we were having a conversation and one of the things that I asked you is like how how you think that being a New Yorker uh like I guess defines you as a person as opposed to any cultural heritage that you may have so do you like from an outsider's perspective I see the New Yorker thing almost being a culture like it is a culture to me, it's as much of a, a heritage as anything else. Do you feel that as a New Yorker? You're like, that's what I am. I totally. <laughs> I would like go any opportunity I get, I'll be like, I'm from New York. And people will be like, whoa, New York, no way. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes, bask in it. Yes, she's here. You know? <laughs> but no, yeah. I do. I'm telling you, like, you can ask anybody if they're from New York, you know, born and raised and stuff. 
they'll definitely be like, yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud to be from like the city or be raised in the city. And I really think that that's like, it just makes us so special. Dude, totally. Because New York is notoriously a place where like we're saying all kinds of fucking cultures and cultural heritages come together. But what I see out of people who are born there more than anything that's like you're Polish, you're Italian, whatever you are that defines you. It's like you're a fucking New Yorker through and yeah, through. Yeah. Like that's that's what you are. Right. You'll see like anybody that's like in a band, like their Instagram bio will be like guitarist, New York, yeah, yeah. <laughs> period. Is it? Is it? <laughs> just just throw that in there in case you couldn't tell by the way I say coffee. But I know. Like, whatever, you know? <laughs> Dude, totally, Definitely. totally. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, my dad, my dad's whole side of the family is from New York, actually, from uh, Long Island. So, like, oh, nice. What yeah. part? <laughs> it's um, like right over here. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, Lynbrook. Oh, okay, cool. I've yeah. heard of like East Lynn Rockaway. Brooke. East Rockaway is what mm. it is, really. And that, yeah. So it's, I, I obviously have like a deep, you know, affinity towards New York and stuff. Like my grandpa came to New York and started basically our family. You know in mm-hmm. uh in brooklyn actually so my and my grandma's nice. from my grandma's from brooklyn so and they're like that's awesome they're like your you know your total just quintessential brooklyn jew new yorker you know you know what i'm saying like seinfeld, i totally feel it yeah seinfeld type situation yeah. <laughs> larry david <laughs> yeah yeah like i showed my dad uh curb your enthusiasm you know and he was just like i, I can't watch this man it's just it, it it's like it, it's not funny to me you know it's like it hits too close to home <laughs> i have to say that curb your enthusiasm is probably like my favorite show in the whole world yeah it's the best it's, it's probably the funniest larry david is so fucking good it's so good like even the even the latest episode like the latest season is fucking hilarious too like oh my god so good well i can't if i like it's my favorite dude it fucking rules naveen used to give uh lessons to this kid who went to the same school as larry david's kids yeah this fucking kid lived in brentwood which is where larry david lives yeah Yeah. and so naveen asked uh the kid's mom like what's larry david like in real life and she's like he's exactly the same in real life like which is weird because he te- says that he's not the same yeah know? i know I, but i, it's I know like, the vi- like i i hear from like interviews and stuff like he's he's like not like that you know what i mean yeah uh, but dude it's it's only it's, like it's probably like he's a 10 on the show it's probably dialed down to like seven yeah if you know like any right. new york jew you know it's like that's I know. If, the you, personality. if you fucking go hang out with my family you're gonna be like all right this this show's not funny yeah i'm, I'm over it right dude. like this is it's like dude this is intense no. i can't handle this all right hold on one second guys i'm just gonna use the bathroom real quick yeah dude no problem go for it but for real right cheney i mean what what was your experience like when you hanging out with first went to florida well the thing like, is that I I knew like about Jewish people and stuff before, you know. <laughs> I I did. I knew about Jewish people just like existing in the world before I met your family. And then when I met your family, you're like, oh, it's not just. Seinfeld. And I I also like, uh, yeah, simultaneously knew about Seinfeld and knew about like the the persona that goes along with being a Jewish person from New York. And then when I met your family, I was like 
holy shit, these people like actually exist in uh, real it's re- life. It's legit. This is crazy. It's, legit. it's super real. No, but I enjoy it because the thing is that I think I kind of understand the personality. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. if you noticed this, but. You don't have a cup? No, I don't have a cup. But when we go and hang out with your family and stuff, like I understand the personality. So it makes anything that might be like sort of aggravating, like less aggravating to yeah, me. Yeah. Because <clears throat> here's the thing that it's a very like forward yeah like personality you know what i mean like it's a very like in your business type thing yeah yeah you just gotta keep in mind like they're actually well i i will say about my family and my extended family like they're the nicest people yeah and they're they're, the, they're, they're great. the most they really wel- are great they're the most welcoming and nicest people but if you're not used to that type of like acting personality as a person. Yeah, it can come off. It can come off like the New Yorker vibe can yeah, come it's, it, off. Yeah, it's a new, like, it's a New Yorker vibe more yeah. than it is like a people who are Jewish from yeah, New York. Yeah, it's vibe. like they can. It can. Come Did you off hear that, Amanda? Like, <laughs> it can no, come off. Well, I was saying because we're we've been talking about this, and it's like I feel like it's more of a New Yorker vibe than a like people who are Jewish or people who are Italian and from New York vibe. Like it's like. There is something when people encounter a New Yorker and they've never encountered a New Yorker before. Like the vibe might be that New Yorkers are like a little too f- upfront. Like the, you guys will mean, be like, you know, but they're not or you're mean. mean. Like or you're they're mean. not. Has they're actually a- not mean. They actually are the nicest people, and they care and about you caring, the most. Yeah, but they're just their attitude is just more. Do you have up people front, a- you know? outside of New York ever thought that you were mean? Because just be based off of your like New York, just. You guys are like a little more forward. There's something about being from New York. Like, dude, the first time I met you, I was like, this girl is fucking New York through and through. <laughs> because I think I like, I like noticed you and you were like, bitch, I know you know who I am. And I was like, try, just trying to like, <laughs> I was just like trying to put two and two together in my head. And me, I'm just kind of shy, like a front. And you were like, bitch, I know you know who I am. And I was like, this bitch, this girl is from New York through and through. <laughs> she is just like, so you're just like, there's some kind of honesty that exists honesty, in dude. people from yeah. New York that just does not like, it's an upfront honesty and it's in your face. And I think that it can be misconstrued as being mean when it's, it's like, not mean, though. it's, it's not mean. They're actually like the nicest people. Yeah. You know, like, it, because like my dad talks about that a lot. It's like when you go out to a restaurant in New York. Like when he was a kid or whatever, so this is a long time ago. He'd be like, the the waitress sort of would come. They say, "What do you want?" You know, it's not like, "Hey, blah blah blah." It's just, it's "What like, do you want?" What do you want? What do you want? And that's not being mean. It's just, "What do you want?" You're here to get food. What do you want? You know, and they're they're actually way nice, but it's just. You know what I mean? And that's why I think. Don't worry, everyone. It's actually way nice. When people, and honestly, yeah, with no. my dad, like I like. I can't because like, you know, I, I was a waitress for like so many years in New York and I was literally like that. But then I remember going on tour in the South for the first time and walking to a Waffle House and having the waitress come up to me and be like, how you doing, baby? Can I get you ice tea? You drink, yeah. you're hungry, you're thirsty. And I was like, you're way too nice. Yo, to, be fair, to, be fair, that was, to be fair, that was an impersonation of a Southern person with a very New York accent. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's legit though. And... I just I I I I get it because like like I said my whole like all my family is from New York so they but come off like that dude you know? 
okay, we were kind of talking about this when you were gone. Had I not seen like Seinfeld and all of that shit before I met Naveen's parents or not Naveen's parents, Naveen's dad's side. I might have been like, whoa, these people are like mean as fuck. Oh, yeah. You could you take know? it the wrong way. Like, you know? You could take it the wrong way. Because it's like sure. you'll get up in his his grandma. I can't do good accents at all, but his grandma will be like, Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Cheney. Cheney, what do you want? I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, dude. I'm just sitting here. I don't fucking know. Like, know. you know, it's, and it's just that's how she approaches intense, you in the morning because she's from Brooklyn and she's just like, it's just a more forward. Do people think you're mean when you talk to them? No, I've, I've gotten like, I've had people tell me I'm like, um, intimidating. Yeah, but dude. That's damn, it. Fucking no one's straight, been bro. like, you're mean. I feel like I wouldn't like, I don't know. I don't I don't know I don't really like I don't really talk to many people when I'm on tour honestly like I'm very like I'll like go and like I'll be like getting drunk with like the bands like whoever wants yeah yeah. Yeah. uh oh is there a rain in situation uh oh let's get drunk like have fun like like, I don't know the only thing I've ever heard of is (laughs) Okay, say like the end of that again because you just cut out yeah, and it just replayed for us very fast. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so say it again. Oh, I was just saying that the only thing that I've I've heard was that I'm intimidating. And that's it. And I think it's I guess it's because of my New York personality, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, definitely, dude. My <laughs> I think grand- I'm really my- quite nice. Yeah, no, I, mean- I think you're nice too, but it's just like. My grandma's four foot six. Yeah. And she's from Brooklyn and she's straight up horrifying. I just think, I mean, honestly, like, tear I your think. Ass apart. Yeah, she's horrifying. Sorry, I just interrupted you. The whole no, time she'll tear like, you apart. Dude. Like, it's. She will. And, watch out. Dude. But I think that Ain't instead of. It's not like a not nice thing. It's that I feel like you guys know how to be like forward with the things that you want a little more than other people. Like. Dude, I have been walking outside of the Gramercy and I asked someone to use their lighter and the guy was like, looked no. at me like, what the like, fuck? Because it's like, I feel like if you live in New York, you're just getting faced with like people asking you to use your lighter and like walking by you and being weird as fuck all day. Yeah. So it's like a personality builds up in you guys where it's not, it's not mean. It's just like. I don't know. Get the fuck away from me, dude. Yeah, it's like kind of, you, you know, get, you get like a little cow. You're being honest about it. You yeah. go to somebody in California and you could be like the nicest person in California, but like somebody could be like, it could be like the most annoying thing is asked of you. And it's like, let's say you hate being asked for a lighter and you're in California and you're from there. Hey, can I get a lighter, dude? And you're like inside like this. And you're like, yeah, man, whatever. So it's all good. But inside you're like, I want to tell this person to fuck off and like yeah. buy their own lighter for like a yeah. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> no, New Yorkers are That's like, the are like the inside, the person inside of all of us who wants to be like, fuck you, dude, get your own lighter. Yeah. But you guys will actually say that shit to someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, California is all about, especially Southern California. It's all about being like way fake. You know, like yeah. You don't know. Super fake. What's what. And, and that's just weird. I feel like that would actually be weird for someone like you. If you like moved to somewhere like L.A., which it. is the first You'd place that I moved. I feel it. like you might be upset with how fake L.A. is. 
I know I've see I've heard that like a lot of I have like friends that do live in California and they're like you would hate it here. And I'm like, I mean, probably, but I don't think I I don't picture myself living in like sunny California. Like I'm I like my like you know, New York with like our crazy fucking seasons and shit. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm content here. It's so you it's think cool. you think that you'll be there for the rest of your life? Like your family is there, right? Yeah, I have family here and I have family in uh overseas in like several countries in Europe. But yeah, like my immediate family's all here in New York, so I wouldn't really want to leave. Do you have, but uh do you have a lot of siblings? I have two sisters. Oh, okay. Two sisters. So, mm-hmm. So your two sisters and your mom all live like near you? Um, well, one of my sisters lives in Missouri and, but my mom and my, one of my other sisters live here in New York. So why does you're pretty close? My mom's, huh? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. I was just saying my mom lives up in Westchester and my sister lives in like the neighborhood over from me in Queens. Oh, that's cool. So you get to see your sister a lot. Yeah. That's fucking sick, man. Why does your other sister live in Missouri? That's where, like, her and her her boyfriend live. They, like, moved out there. They live there together, so. What city? They like it. <laughs> uh, they live in, like, Lake of Ozarks. Whoa. It's not really city. Wait, it's, like, you're, middle of nowhere. <laughs> your sister is from New York, and now she lives in Lake of Ozarks, and she likes it? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. So my sister, this is also my, uh, my sister is also like a big traveler. She lived in Puerto Rico for like a few years too. Okay. So she's like, she was always like into like living and being in different places. Okay. That's cool. Although, you know, Iowa is like right above Missouri. So I'm like, why the fuck would you, why would you do that? But, <laughs> but hey, dude. No, it's probably fucking awesome. I know. Lake of Ozarks is actually really pretty. Like a lot of people would vacation from Iowa down to there for in the summer and shit. And it's really cool to go in the summer. Have you visited her there? Mm-hmm. Visited her there? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. But I think I'm going to plan on doing it this summer. Um, I just like before when I had my job, I was just always like working. Couldn't take off work to like go on vacation and visit like my family or like my sister. Because if I was taking off work, it was to tour. So I was right. just like, you know, yeah. priorities are just at the time. It was like all hectic. But since we have like this break and stuff and hopefully like everyone can get the vaccine and we can like move on with our lives really. <laughs> uh, hopefully I can get a vaccine though and like be able to feel more comfortable with traveling because I really don't feel comfortable flying really yeah. with COVID. I also hate flying to I begin do. with. I do too. The thought of flying and not dying from it crashing, but dying because I contract a fucking virus is equally as terrifying. So I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Do you, you have anxiety? Oh yeah. Terrible, terrible anxiety with flying. I, it's like probably like one up or like right there with driving. Like I just, I hate it. I've flown before too, but I don't like, I don't go into the plane like calmly. I'm like, (gasps) I like, I'm just the worst. I'm the same way. And I'll be like freaking out, like grabbing onto Naveen's leg and shit. No one understands why I'm, so like freaking out so bad you know but flying just scares the shit out of me there's something about it that yeah i i hate it too to be honest i mean i there's never a time where i fly where i'm not like just thinking about dying and like yeah 
I'm just reading, like, just thinking about the whole, like, you know what I mean? There's it's always like I'm like, reading my last will and testament in my mind. Yeah. Like, all right, everything. Like, you know, I, everything I had a cat. pretty, I had a good life. Yeah. You know, like, thinking about all the stuff I've done in my life. And, like, it's been pretty cool. If this thing goes down, like, you know. Are you going to be freaked out <laughs> if we tell you a couple of stories about what happened to us on planes? No, I was literally going to ask. Do you guys experience some crazy we shit? Had some couple, couple there, are, there are two things. Okay, so there was one time we were flying to Des Moines, and there's always a layover between uh, California and Des Moines, and it's in Denver. And we are flying into Denver, right? Like, we were on our way from here to Denver, and all of a sudden, the plane, out of fucking nowhere, just drops down to the left. Oh, it and crazy. it was like a... like steep downward like we're we're flying it was, into the ground the thing, right the thing now. that was really freaky about it was that like it was so quiet it was really quiet you know, it was like everybody was just like okay we're going down ever no seriously everyone in the plane like you could just feel a sense of like we're all gonna die for sure i didn't like, think that i thought we were all gonna die i was you know, like you know where's it go yeah, i didn't think we were gonna die and it was similar to the the where i was swerved out of the way of the car thing yeah it was like, all right, we're not going to die, but we're like about to crash land in like a field. I'm so, that's, that's how I felt. I'm really happy for you that your brain went there because that's mine, went, went, that's mine went to like, we're fucking dying. <laughs> and everyone, all, I was just thinking about how everyone in their silence was just accepting like peace no, I was thinking, like, with their okay, lives. We're going like, to crash land in a field and then and we're going to be like on the news. and sh That's what I was wow. thinking. That's what was going through wow. my mind. Yeah. I was like, we're dead. For fucking sure. I'm like positive. <laughs> but seriously, there was like this crazy silence throughout the entire plane. And we dove down for, it felt like 30 seconds, but it was probably five. That we were, no joke, yeah, it was down. It was fucked. So the pilot finally got the plane back. Like, I can't really what, remember what happened in between that anxiety and the pilot <laughs> getting the plane back in the air. But finally, when he pulled it back up, he was like, Okay, just to let everyone know, we got a little too close to the plane in front of us, and their air, like the motion of their yeah, air, they're wake. Hit, yeah, they're wake. It we, like hit us. Yeah, and sent us like in this crazy fucking downward. Yeah. So if you get too close to the plane in front of you, the air wake that they leave behind them, it'll like unsettle the air that you're flying through. So it just completely knocked us out of the air, and he got us back. But honestly, it's like. That was we were in no man's land at that point yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen to you if you hit a wake. And the the other scary thing that happened to us is we were flying home from tour from Europe. And for me, man, when I'm in Europe, I'm always like, "Oh God, I'm a plane ride away from my family. This is <clears throat> this sucks." I'm always like, "How am I going to get home?" Yeah, like, I'm so me far. too. It's just going to work out always. You know I mean? So like, it's, it's always crazy. scary anyway. But our layover was in Barcelona. So we were flying down into Barcelona and landing and everything was fine. And, you know, we, it, it was fine. The wheels were deployed. Everything was good. And then when we were about 100 feet away from landing, the pilot all of a sudden pulled us back up into the air and didn't say anything, uh, didn't announce anything over the speaker and just like pulled us back into the air all rapidly and flew us around the entire city of Barcelona. It was fucking crazy. It was fucking scary. Was and we finally landed and we were just talking to the other passengers and everyone was like, I guess we're okay. The pilot never told us what happened or yeah. what was wrong. We just flew back up into Barcelona and flew around the city and landed. And it was just like, all right, we're here. Everything's normal. We're, we're not going to let you know what happened, but... 
I mean, I don't know if like the wheels didn't come out all the way or what, or or if there was a plane in front of us no, that like we made right have about hit. right about to land, and then it's nope, we're going back. Yeah, up. And like, it was like it going? was like literally pulled back up into the air. Like <laughs> it felt like we were on a roller coaster, dude. It was fucking crazy because because. But, you know, you have anxiety. It might feel like this for you. When I am about to hit the ground, I have a relief over my body. Yeah. I'm like, I'm making it back onto the fucking ground. But they pulled us back up into the air and it just scared the shit out of me. It was crazy. It's definitely scary. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I really do think that the first story you told me, that would have been like the one that would make me like never want to fly again. Yeah. yeah. Like just... Dipping, regardless of the fact that it wasn't because of like a plane malfunction it was just like hey we're just we were just saving everybody like so we did this dip and whatever yeah. i would have been like no i'm not how am i gonna fly back home i'm not i know i know we have to drive like have you dude, only been on a plane one sucks. time no i've been on i've been on planes like quite a few times oh, i okay. just i haven't flown on a plane since i was like 17 oh, 30 damn. now yeah. so like it's a long time yeah. <laughs> without first, flying. Totally. The first time Cheney flew on a plane was to come see me. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. So I might, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so I think that the last, or the first time I flew on a plane was probably like three years after the last time that you flew on a plane. <laughs> That's so crazy. I know. Where was the last place that you flew? Um, It was Atlanta, Georgia. Which was like a super easy flight, but the whole time I was like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, everyone's yeah. gonna die, we're all gonna die. And then I, I landed yeah. and the same thing. As soon as I land and I hear we're landing and we're all getting fast like, yes. to land, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah! I'm like my body, I'm just like, it's like an adrenaline of like happiness and just crazy yeah. feeling of emotions of like being alive. Like, dude, so fucking. Yeah, dude, my fucking old... anxiety is the son of a bitch. Dude, I had to take when we've toured in Europe one time, but when we flew over, I had to take. First of all, we you took like. To take, first of all, we took like these little Sorry. shots, like those dollar shots. We call them sneakamins. It's like the miniature bottles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So because the first time we went to Europe, we went to the like liquor store and we bought like a bunch of those little like liquor bottles because because yeah, we were like, oh, apparently if you if you they're under like they've you can pass through TSA with those. Yeah. So we were like sick and we put a bunch of them in a Ziploc bag, like I don't know, 10 or 12 of the fucking little sh- shots or whatever. So we were like and we're we're all stoked. We're going to fucking Europe for Entheos first time. We're like, "Yeah, let's fucking do this." So we had like a shitload of liquor in our bag and it got through, right? And Cheney fucking drank like I don't know, too many of them. I, like think I, I, I looked I think over. I, like I looked eight. over. I looked over, and like all of her shots were gone, and I was like, "Oh God!" But dude, horrible. keep in mind, I have severe fucking anxiety, so I also had a Xanax. So I took the Xanax for anxiety, and then I also took all eight of the shots. So I was like barfing the entire. Uh, I don't know because I was blacked out because I was, no, was the so worst. scared. That was the worst flight of my life. But I'm so scared yeah. of flying, dude. That those are the measures that I'll go to to like <laughs> to to numb myself because I'm like I'm not trying to. And honestly, I woke up when we were about to land in England, and I was That's like, sick. okay, my plan worked, even though I was puking the whole time. It's like That's sick for your plan, but for me, it was not so yeah. chill. It was horrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that does do you have like severe anxiety in other aspects of life and not just in like flying and traveling and I have it in every single aspect of life I think yeah I have anxiety for everything I literally will get anxiety before I go to like the grocery store sometimes and be like Brian I need you to write me a list and he'll be like you're going to the store for milk and I'm like no I need to have a list. I need to have a list because otherwise I'm just going to, I'm going to freak out and I'm not going to know what to buy. And he'll be like, you're buying oat milk, vanilla oat milk, <laughs> buy planet oat. And I'm like, you need to write it for me. You know, like I'm like so crazy sometimes or like, I don't know. I have anxiety with like talking to people. Like sometimes even like bartending, I, I used to get so anxious. Like before shift, I'd be like, all right, here it comes. Here comes all the people. Gotta get ready for it. And I would just like be pacing back, like between like back and forth along my bar, like just waiting for people to come in. I guess I, I have it in almost every aspect. Recording vocals. Oh my God. I'm like the worst. Oh, really? I get so anxious. Tell yeah. me, tell someone, me, tell me how. Like yeah. I, I seriously, like I have anxiety too. Tell me how though. I get so bad. I don't know. I'm always like, Okay, like, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do what I want to do. And then, like, I'll have, like, whoever I'm working with be like, you can do it. You have to calm down. And I'm like, I am calm. It's just, like, I can't do it. And I'll start getting, like, angry <laughs> at myself and at the situation. Even though I can do it, I won't even, like, try to, like, open my mouth and, like, project the sound that I want. I'll just immediately shut down and be like, I can't. Like, I'm fucking freaking out. Like, I can't do this. It makes me feel uncomfortable hearing myself sometimes or, like, whatever it is. But... I always like push through, you know, all of these things just push fucking through, sucks. Man. Fucking like, push through and then you get through and then you're like, that's sick. Right. It's yeah. like literally like, yeah. I know. It's like when you get to the other end, are you like, fuck, this actually turned out really good. And uh, I didn't need to freak out like that. Yeah. But you also like, you can't help having anxious thoughts and like anxiety, you know? So it's like. I can't like think think of it like that. I can just be like, "All right, good job." Pat myself on the back and be like, "Next time will just be a little bit easier just because you did that." You know? That's totally true, dude. I like I said I have really bad anxiety too and it's like every I I always kind of give myself I call it like giving myself shit like while I'm recording all my anxiety will give me shit, but after everything that I like make it through, it it just adds on to my my like toolbox my tool, my tool belt it's like i have another tool to get through this the next time that i do it same here yeah it's totally a valuable thing and anxiety honestly is a valuable thing sometimes too because i feel like that like fight or flight thing that it gives me has actually gotten me through a lot of situations like i'm a hella bad procrastinator and my anxiety, if I'm procrastinating something down to the last minute, my anxiety of like wanting it to turn out really well will make me just work that much harder at it. It's not like a ha I, like I never do anything half-assed no matter how like last moment I'm doing it or anything. So I think anxiety can be a good thing in some situations, but. That is true. Yep. That is true. Yeah. Like light a little fire. It's a good way to look at it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, you already got the anxiety. So yeah. it's like you got to prove it wrong. Exactly. Like, like I got to right. get going on this anxiety I here. I know. <clears throat> I mean, I feel the same thing too, man. Like just you work up, you work up everything in your head bigger than what it really is in reality. All the time. You know? So I'll just be like, oh God, I'm like, you know, people think I'm all sick at 
drums or whatever. And it's like, I'm dude. a total. No, I'm saying, listen, listen. I'm like, it's like oh, I'm dude. a phony. People you know, think I'm all, I'm no, like I'm really saying, sick. No, but I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way. You know, it's like, oh, people. I know what you mean, babe. Like that factors in sometimes. And yeah. I'll be like, God, I'm a phony. Like I've misled these people. Yeah. I'm it's like if people sick, think, it's this true. Is shot. This I think sucks. it's called imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's like people yeah. think that you're really sick at something and you're like, dude, what are these people thinking? No, I have I'm that not, for sure. Yeah. I have that for sure. I'm like, no, it's not. It's I'm not that sick. It's not. It's not good. But you, you pull through punch yeah. through you know i think that that honestly is like the key to getting through a lot of situations is that no matter what your mind is telling you to feel you just have to like get through the situation get the thing done and on the other side you always feel better about it than what your mind was telling you to feel you know totally. your mind can like prevent you from doing a lot of crazy shit and that is one thing with anxiety like your mind can fucking just work against you and grind against you on a daily daily basis and a part of getting over anxiety is just getting over that like grinding and and that that thing that happens in your mind where it's like you're not good enough you fucking suck at this you are not you're gonna die dude you're gonna you know <laughs> you know yeah, it is yeah, it's like sure. a, a, a part of life is getting past that and that has been something that in anxiety has helped me get over it because dude i i used to have severe social anxiety and it's like i would scare myself before i went to a store or scare myself before i did this and now i just kind of tell myself you know what like people want to talk to you and people you're a li you're a likable person and then yeah. like people are are nice at the core of it so like if you just go into public and kind of like uh act as uh what you think a normal person would act there are probably a ton of other people who are going through anxiety yeah, yeah, right definitely, now, too. Definitely. So you might be, you know, getting over your anxiety by talking to people and therefore helping them in their anxiety where they don't really want to talk to you either. Definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. So it's a thing. It's not just you. No. It's everybody is shot. Yeah, everybody is going through some crazy shit. And that does help me a lot. Just telling myself that, like, everyone is going through some weird shit in their minds like constantly yeah. yeah like the the having like knowing that you're not alone in like a situation regardless of it being different like it's yeah. still like all one and the same it's like kind of comforting so i totally understand absolutely Hell yeah. but uh mm -hmm. so where is the first place that you want to go and play <laughs> when things are back again i want to go to canada Get me uh, out of here. Dude, Canada's Canada. sick. Play Canada. Canada yeah. fucking rules, man. Have you Canada's guys played like in Canada? my favorite country. Yeah. You guys have played there before, right? Yeah. Where did you so awesome. Where did you play? We did a full like Canada, Canadian tour. Oh, shit. Um, October of 2019. And it was the most insane tour. Mainly because... The tour package was awesome. We like all became like best friends instantly. And we got to drive across all of Canada and see how beautiful this fucking country is. Yeah, I, have you guys insane. been yeah. through yeah. all of Canada? Yeah. yeah it's insane. That drive, I don't care. Like it sucked that it was long and like we didn't get to shower for like two days because we were like, we have to drive for two days to go yeah. all the way to Vancouver. But man, it's I like amazing. never seen anywhere like this in my life. Like it was so beautiful. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And the people are awesome too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, no. we cut people off all the time, so you should cut dude, off, that, us off. Yeah, Canada is so sick. And it's I like, agree with you, dude. I would love to go to Canada. The people, the shows in Canada just like rule because Canadian people love metal so much, like more than. The United States is a very, like, interesting scene because I feel like a lot of people are into metal, but if you hit other countries, people, like, love metal even more. And it's, Canada is one of those places where it's, like, you can kind of almost expect for the shows to just be off the chain because Canada, they love metal, dude. Dude, like, our mm -hmm. first time in Canada, we were, Cheney and I were, like, we were talking about how we didn't have any Canadian money. And, like, my, our bank card wasn't working at the atm or something and like this dude was just straight up like hey i overheard you guys talking like and he just gave us like 40 bucks yeah we were at the bar before the show yeah he like gave us 40 bucks and was like yeah just get some beers and like like i overheard you guys talking i know you can't get any money or whatever like here's some money like get some beers and i was like what the fuck it's like insane i know, you know it's like Comical. The nicest people yeah, it's in the whole fucking world. It's yeah, so true. It's like comical, but just amazing. You know, I, I love know. it. I would love to go back there too. It's me too. Definitely really same cool. here. I just I can't. I mean, I love like the east side of the east coast side of Canada, and I love the west coast. Side. I feel like you just go across the whole place, and you're like everyone. I just like want to hug. The entire place. I'm like, oh. it's my favorite. <laughs> I could get like dual citizenship anywhere. It would be Canada, Canada and the States and I'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and what's cool about it is it's like, there's so many less people there. So it's like, they have a lot of space. And maybe that's why they're so nice. I don't know. But it's like, it's, they have I, a lot of space. They have a lot of space. Dude, it's dude. the opposite of New York effect. Yeah. It's, it's like, like just tons of space. When we like met, uh, when we first went to Canada and we saw like everyone was so nice to us, we were like, is this a fucking joke? Are you guys talking <laughs> with us? And everyone's like, what? No. Like, no, you guys are like really like awesome. Like we want to like buy you food. And I'm like, why? I know. I know. Like, what's your <laughs> guys' fucking your deal? Yeah. Right. And they're like, cause uh, I don't know. Cause we just, I just want to do this or whatever. And I was like, wow, Canadians are just literally the nicest people. And, like, their niceness isn't even fake. Like, they're just yeah. genuinely, like, so happy to be there. Like, they're that person. I'm just happy to be here. This yeah. is great. That's totally. Totally. That's what I'm saying. This fucking guy gave us, like, 40 bucks just to get, like, a couple drinks or whatever and, and just hang out. This, I mean. That's some Canadian It's, it's insane. It's, right there. You can't explain that. It's amazing. You know, it's the best. Yep. It's that. What about you guys? Where do you want to play? I want to go to oh, Canada. Fuck, yeah, Canada would be sick. I'd like, honestly just have a show at my house. Like, I don't give a fuck. Let's get a show <laughs> rolling. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's get a bunch of people in here. Yeah, I'd be down uh, for like a shitty show with like 15 people. Yeah. That'd be like, Dude. be super sick. No, but I want to go to Canada. I really want to play New York. New York shows are always sick. I know. New York is awesome. Like, um, our, our band does good there. Yeah, so I don't know. It's always, What's up? What's good that? time like i'd love to play in new york <laughs> you sounded very questionable you're like our band does good there good there so no, it's like, always um, a good time or iowa would be cool iowa yeah uh, texas we do good in iowa because cheney's from there so you mm -hmm. want you only want to play places that we do good <laughs> it's like well if we're i mean if we're talking about <laughs> it's like you know, 
I want to play somewhere that, you know, people... Well, why wouldn't I want to do that? <laughs> what, uh, what am I going to do? I'd say, like, let's play the worst place for us. Let's play... No, I actually do... I want to go back to Berlin, though. Yeah, that'd be cool to hear. Yeah. Anywhere in Europe would be Yeah, insane, Europe. For sure. Honestly... Europe though, is just awesome, I hear. I have, we haven't played there. Hopefully, we will, like, you know, within the next, like, you yeah. know, two years or so, but... What's what is it about Europe? Oh, I'm interviewing. I'm asking you guys the questions. <laughs> but what is it about like European tours that are and like you know this goes as far as like the hospitality and like the shows themselves. What's different about that than that you don't get or that you do get that you don't get here in the states when you like it's go so on tour? Right, right when you get there, you're like, right. right when you get to. I remember. I will never forget, dude. The first time I went to Europe, I was just. Right when I got there, I was like, yeah, this is just so different. Well, you know, one of the things is that a lot of the times it's like uh, people are on a bus. So a lot of the times it's like four bands on a bus on like a double decker bus. And that just right away is fun because you're hanging out with a bunch of people. Yeah, right? It's like all the bunks are upstairs. So there's like yeah. 18 fucking bunks upstairs. And then downstairs is like a whole big lounge. So like the first day you're like. I mean, it's kind of like a fucking reality show. Yeah, you know and it's I mean? like, like you're camp. meeting, like, hey, we're gonna live together, you know, blah blah. It's like real world. Or whatever, yeah, whatever. totally. And it's like that's <laughs> super sick. But and then, but as far as the hospitality goes, it's like you, if you roll up to a venue every day, you get out of the bus at like two, and every band has hospitality. Like in the United States, it really depends on how big your band is and what type of venue you're playing. Like, dude, if you're playing a house of blues in the U.S. every day, you're getting hospitality and you're getting fed. But if you're playing, like, whatever bar, like, if you're playing Gramercy, you're not getting, like, a, a bunch of hot plate of food and shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless you're, like, a huge band and you have catering. In Europe, everyone's getting catering. It's uh, to everyone's desires. If you're vegan, you're eating like a fucking king over there. And if you are, are a meat eater, you're eating like a fucking king over there. And it's depending on where you are, depending on where you depending are. On, England is yeah. not as good, but the rest of Europe is always like, you're getting catered. You're getting a ton of, you're getting a bottle. You're getting a case of beer. You're yeah. getting food. There's a lot of beer. Lot yeah. Of beer. You're getting fed. And then, you know, if you're on a bus, which most of the time you are, depending on what, like agency are going through some people will end up on sprinters and shit which i've heard is a little harder i've never done a sprinter tour in europe yeah and you've done a few tours I've, well i've done i did uh i did like a a week sprinter tour with with animals oh really yeah was it harder than the in europe yeah <clears throat> it was actually in just the uk so it was like we went and did like one week in your in the uk which was actually way sick because we went, went up to all these really small uk like town towns like villages you know what i mean it was it was fucking cool yeah. and then after that we were on a bus with another band and it was a good time but other than that i've always done just like a bus share type situation yeah like i've heard of not that i deserve it. some of my friends like travis uh he had toured. He was in this band called Scale the Summit, and he had done a tour in Europe, and and it was all on Sprinter, which he said was kind of hard. Like they would be in a Sprinter and then go to a hostel every single night. Yeah. But you know, countries in Europe are a little close closer together than like states here. Yeah, so. but still, even though they're close, like you can't. It's not the driving conditions are not the same. 
Right. Like here, you can just fucking get on the highway and like bus to yeah. the state really mm-hmm. quickly. Like there, your drive might be going through like these old fucking towns. It, it's yeah. like crazy. Dude, it's what I will say weird. is that there were some days where I would, cause my bunk had a window in it. And there were some days where I would wake up in my bunk and open the window and we'd be like literally on a fucking mountainside and I'd be staring down and like no railing, nothing. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm going back to sleep. I'm not gonna, I can't like be awake through this. Otherwise I'll be crying in the lounge and someone's going to have to like save me. But it's not good. But it just the hospitality alone is like, you know, we don't, it's fucking hard. If you like don't eat meat and stuff around this country, it's really hard to find food, especially at the venue. Cause a lot of the times here you're dealing with like bar food and shit, but there it's actual hospitality. So to me, that was like the best part and why it's so cool to tour in Europe is because if you go through certain booking agencies, you're for sure getting on a bus and then you're like partying with every other band. And you know, it's being on a bus. It's way Dude, different it's than being in a, in a van and having to drive every night it's it's more touring like everybody gets to hang out nobody has to worry about doing the drives and stuff yeah you know it's it's so much more relaxing and fun i can't imagine it being like super relaxing like going through certain countries i'm assuming it might be like a little like weird when you're touring but other than that i feel like maybe touring in europe is just like I, i like can't wait to experience it but i'm sure it's like one of the best ways to tour one of the best places to tour at it's definitely one of those things that when you're over there you're like how the fuck did like screaming into a microphone get me over (laughs) into you like how did this happen i have no idea i mean there's just so many moments where you're like yeah how is this happening yeah this is fucking how did my love of death metal get me like Uh, all the fuck (laughs) but all right we're about to hit 213 so i wanted to ask you because you have like a really cool music taste man you're like into a lot of bands that not a lot of people know about and i wanted to ask you what are some sick bands that you think that we should check out and that people listening should check out um i don't know i feel like i listen to a lot of the same things you guys listen to um Right now, I'm currently listening to like Earth Crisis. Oh, Damn! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Which album? Okay, yeah, Which what album? Um, I it wasn't it's not a specific album. I just like was like listening to them like recently this week. And I put them on a shuffle. Dude, so breed the killers. Um, I think I have like the playlist. Hold on, let's see. Dude, breed the killers was like life changing for me, dude. Like when I heard that, I was just like, oh my god sickest band i was also okay so it was a lot of it was earth crisis integrity i listened to strangled okay and i guess like personal favorites are like cow decapitation and drop for cowboy oh sick um, you know right. Naveen played on the new jfac <laughs> really yeah yeah, yeah. jfac is putting, <laughs> jfac is uh putting out a new album and Naveen is the drummer on it they're allegedly doing it Allegedly. We did the drums, but I don't know what's going on after that. Can't, That's kind can't of comment. sick. Can't comment. It's like, it's <laughs> really like the sickest thing ever, but like, what do you mean? Are they going to release it or not? Like, now I'm kind of tight. Yeah, what I know. the fuck do you mean? That's a good, I'm going to. No one knows. Johnny is listening to this. Like, I know. Right Johnny now. is listening like you so, motherfuckers don't yeah. say anything about He's gonna my band. He's going to send right, me a text in all caps. 
That's just very You weird. let the word out. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, Earth Crisis, legit. That's They're legit. from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. So I'm a, many, I'm a so huge many. Earth Crisis fan, by the way. Like I fucking Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I saw them like I I was a little kid, but it was way back in the day. And it was uh Walls of Jericho opened. Oh shit. And I loved Walls It was actually in Flames and Earth Crisis. Whoa. Oh, that's in, such yeah. a wait, sick lineup. in Flames <laughs> opening for Earth Crisis? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because there was like a point where there was no way that would have happened. I mean, and honestly, it was in that era, mm-hmm. you know, like really early 2000s, that sort of thing wasn't common at all. You know what I mean? It became more common like later on, maybe in 2000, 2000 to 2010, stuff started mixing. And I feel like yeah. now it's more separated. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like now the genres are so separated. But at that time, it was like, they were trying to mix it up a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the genres are more separated now, which I think is interesting. It's like, like we were kind of talking about this a while ago where it's like every genre has kind of spawned out of like one band. Yeah. Like there's one band at the helm of every genre and it's like a million bands kind of sound like a part of that band. Totally. And it seems mm-hmm. like all of those bands like more so play together now than it is like um, an amalgamation of like metallic genres playing together like hardcore bands don't really like you're not really gonna see like a jesus piece rivers of nile tour yeah it's you not know gonna happen. but like right but that would be so fucking sick if that happened. i know so it's like yeah. those are the shows that I, I fucking loved that about back in the day that it's like you could see i don't know converge like toured with weird you know bt bam and stuff i, know, I don't I know, know if we'd know. see that as much yeah. now but i would love to see that shit it, it fit my taste mm-hmm. agree me too me as well uh another band that i love is gojira and i'm like so excited for their um newest album to come out yeah yeah did you check out the new song it's so fucking sick. I haven't checked it out yet. i haven't listened I to it I yet got, i gotta listen what? To it. yeah i, I, I heard i heard another world and dude, dude, we've been watching so many live Gojira uh, videos on YouTube lately. It's like, dude. Yeah, we always fuck because Gojira was one of phenomenal. Yeah, Gojira is one of those bands that like got me live. Like watching videos of them live, I'm like, okay, I like I know what's up now. This band is like nothing to fuck with. Their their live performances are fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, incredible. I know I've seen like friends of mine and stuff posting like, hey, Gojira just dropped a fucking new song. Like I should probably go listen to it because I definitely love Gojira for sure. Yeah. I pers- it's so good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's good. Obviously. I mean, how's it not going to be good? I personally take a lot of influence. I think Gojira <laughs> is uh, one of those bands that's perfect- perfected like the, the pitched vocal thing. Yeah. And to me, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's ridiculous. one of those things that I want to take into my toolbox and like use as a, as a voice. And yeah. So that being said, what's up with your guys' new material? Like what direction are you guys going in? You going more? Yeah. What direction? Going more brutal? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Some, uh, I don't, I think we've always been like a band that plays like multiple things. We're yeah, not yeah. like just like a brutal death band or a metalcore band or a hardcore band. We just Definitely. like, we're like a little bit of everything because we all like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, this album definitely showcases more of that. Um, and 
I think vocally I've pushed myself to like a limit that I haven't before. I do a lot more singing, which I'm actually very nervous about because Uh I feel like people are going to be like, whoa, what's this? Look out Evanescence. But uh, (laughs) I'm I'm doing a lot. I'm doing singing on our new record too. So we can hold each other's hands and like, you know, be like, we should send her the track. Yeah, I want to show you the track, but yeah, yeah, dude, we're going that way too. And I know what it's weird that there's like an a, an apprehension associated with that. You know what I mean? It's weird, totally, because it's also like this is what like people mistaken me for all the time. They're always like, "Oh, she's gonna sing when she performs," and now like I'm actually like trying to sing, and I'm like, "Well, this is really fucking nerve wracking. Like, I don't know if I want to yeah. do this," but I'm really excited, I guess, because. I was able to like push myself to do something like this and it's not like my usual like guttural like type shit that I like to do. It's like, I don't know. It's just different and it's very exciting. And yeah, I yeah. think everyone in the band pushed themselves really for this next album. So I'm, I'm just excited. I can't wait until we release it. That's fucking That's awesome. And do you guys have a, do you know when you're going to put it out or anything like that? Not yet, not yet. Right. We're just we're doing like the last finishing touches and stuff, and then take it from there. Hopefully soon, though, sooner than later. Amazing! You guys are on prosthetic, right? We are. Fuck yeah, yep. that's awesome, man! I'm so excited to hear your new stuff. I'm a fan of your band, and we've been like, I told you, I texted you the other day, like we've been watching your videos all week and shit, and it, you guys rule. I'm excited to hear whatever you put out next, and you know, you're a fucking sick vocalist. I. I feel like I've heard a little bit of your singing before. Like you sang on a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, but we have like full blown like singing songs. Singing, like yeah. So I'm, I'm. I mean, it's pretty. It's cool. It's really. It's it's cool. I'm excited to hear what you're. What you got in store too, especially if you're singing. I feel like less like nervous now for some reason because like <laughs> I don't know like. You know, like yeah, when you're not, uh, I'm not used to like hearing you sing. That's not like what you're, that's not like something that I would ever think I would hear from you. And it's really? actually so exciting. Like, I'm so excited. Hell yeah, dude. I, I, want, I want you to hear it, man. I'm, I, I feel the same way. Cause like, even just me, I'm not used to like producing, singing or, or that type of thing. But like Cheney and I have messed around with it in a bunch of other parts before, but this time around, when we did it, it was like, all right, man, like we just did that, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like we did it and it was like, holy shit, this is pretty fucking cool, man. Well, dude, you know, before, cause before it was like, yeah, that's, that could be cool. You know, that's, that's all right. But and honestly, this time like, around, it was the, like, this is fucking in the past. Cool. It wasn't like, okay, the singing is cringy. It was just like. Okay, the singing over the part, that's not necessarily where we see our band going. Yeah. You know? Because we're like, we're very aware of like... It's a fine line. Yeah. So this time around Mm -hmm. when we did singing, we were like, okay, this is like singing that's like our band singing. And it's not like us trying to be some other band or anything. This is like naturally what we would do. And personally, I think that like when bands do approach singing like that, as opposed to just throwing in the fucking singing chorus so that we can be a bigger band. Like I, I enjoy singing when it comes from like a very uh, natural place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and, and our main thing is like, we always want, especially with our new material and stuff, like we want it to sound evil and we want it to sound like dark and metal 
So, <clears throat> you know, when like metal bands just throw singing in there and it like sounds super poppy, it's like we fucking hate that. You know what I mean? So, this time around, <laughs> we we're like, all right, we want it to <laughs> we sound, <laughs> we want it to sound evil. You know, like if they're singing or screaming, it doesn't matter which one it is, but we want it to sound like dark and just evil. You yeah. know what I mean? Sick so, talk. Yeah, yeah, you're playing. We're playing like metal, and we're yeah. you know. I feel like both of our bands are more on like the death metal side of metal. Yeah. We're not on like yeah. the happy side. So it's exactly. like fuck yeah. You want it to be dark. You want people to like when they listen to it to like fucking feel whatever you're exactly. feeling in that moment when you are writing and doing those parts for that song. You want people to fucking feel it. I completely am with you. Yeah, and it's so. hard, it's like hard to have that come across with singing. And I and I want to do that for sure. Yeah. But I always want to make sure that it's something that's evil and dark and fucking brutal. <laughs> Can you, know? you relate? You, know you always mean? want your shit to come across as something. I, that's how evil. I want my shit to come across. Straight up. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love that's like, but I think that's like what held me back from like trying to sing on songs because I was like, oh, it's not going to sound good. But I think even though I did sing on this album, I think you still get the like dark. There's still that dark aura around it, especially like with the lyrics that were written and the way that the music's written. It's still very, very dark, and there's like this undertone of like sadness that's there. Exactly, and I like that. It's got totally. to that that has to be there, and I feel like that's the thing when that's not there, and that's when it sounds stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, it sounds corny when people are just trying to do it to like be like, we have a singing part now. We're gonna be huge. We're gonna be on exactly. the radio. Exactly. That's when shit comes off as being hella corny. But I feel like if you do it from a place that's like, you know what? Fuck you. I actually really like singing, and I really think that singing could add to this part in a great way. And it still holds the vibe I want it to hold. Exactly. And it's still doing everything I want it to do. But it's not corny because I'm not doing it out of like a place that thinks I'm going to make money. Because let's exactly. be real. who Do any of us think we're ever going to make money off of doing what we do? Yeah, no. 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 I mean, I hope so, but probably not. Uh oh! What just? Hold on! Lost, Something just happened. We lost, we lost you. We lost her. Are you muted? Oh, oh, oh there we go. Oh, I muted myself. oh no! <laughs> it sounded like you said something really cool too. I did say something really cool, but you know what? I had to mute myself because my apartment, the heater makes like a clank noise. So like you'll hear like someone. It sounds like someone's banging my pipes. Oh shit! And I was like, I can't tell if they could hear this or not, or if you guys were both being really polite and be like, yeah, so. I thought you guys heard it. I was like, I kind of mute myself because <laughs> we didn't hear it's it. So loud. What do you say? <laughs> I was saying that it would be sick if I could just do guttural vocals and make like a million dollars. I know. You know. I mean, if it happens because <laughs> I'm singing, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I know. It's either like I, I won't turn down the millions of dollars no, because way. I'm singing, either but way. I'm not gonna just do it to be like a a yeah. fucking pop star, you know? But right. I won't I won't turn like, down the money. Yeah, same. All right, man. So we've hit 220. We're going to call it. Thank you so yeah, much man. for being on the podcast. Yeah. It means a lot to hang out with us for so long. Hell yeah. yeah. Super good time, man. All right, for everybody. Real. Here's your mic call. Have a good fucking week. <laughs> for sure. Well, fuck. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. 
All right, everyone, check out Amanda's band, The Machinist. All right, Amanda, we'll fucking catch up with you next time. Yep. All right, guys. All right, peace.